Um, so before we start, uh, we've got one bit of errata to deal with, which is... Uh, oh, you ready to order, guys? Uh, yeah. Um, can I just get the hand-battered fish and chips, please? Yeah, off the lunch deal. Uh, yeah, cool. With mushy peas, garden peas, or minted peas? Uh, garden peas, please. Yeah. Can I get the scampi, please? So would you like that with mushy peas, garden peas, or minted peas? Um, I'll go mushy peas. Mushy peas? Um, can I get you any side orders or anything at all? Um, I think we're okay, aren't we? Yeah, I'm all right. Are you good? That's brilliant. Thank you very much. Thank you. You were saying. So, uh, listeners, you tuned into the previous podcast, the two and a half hour Zelda special, to determine which Zelda game was objectively the best. Yeah. Uh, may have come away under the impression that the answer was Ocarina of Time. Right. Uh, that was actually a mistake. <laughs> Um, actually, the, it turns out the best Zelda is actually still Majora's Mask. I love how they went out of their way to create, you know, they spent two and a half hours doing that show, like using a rigorous system to try and decide which is the best, and now you're just, <laughs> just playing hell with it. <laughs> Such is the nature of Midnight Resistance. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I'm not going to say welcome to episode whatever, because I don't know which episode this is going to be. I actually think it's episode 38 now that I've just well, looked up that see, other one. you would say that, but... We've it's got 38 or 39, yeah. Yeah, depending on whether or not the other show with Chris Fangor was up first. Because mm. um, he uh, selfishly moved house after doing the recording and didn't send me his audio, so it may be a while before I can get that off. Um, so instead, I'm recording with Owen in a pub. Why not? We, we, we don't want to deal with the whys yet because that's actually one of the listener questions later on. Oh, right, okay, fair enough. We'll get to that in a bit. Right, should we just talk about what we've been playing then? Uh, yeah, okay. Um, do you want to go first? Since you're, I, mean, I know you're part of the site, but I still feel like you're a special guest. Is this so? Since I've. <laughs> Since since I was last on about a year and three months ago, uh, I have played. <laughs> no, <laughs> what I played recently? Um, Ground Zeroes. That's yeah. the thing. We've not like the last last time there was an actual episode of Midnight Resistance. Uh, Ground Zeroes was out, but none of you had played it. Yeah, that's about right. So we haven't actually talked about it at all. Um, I think um, it's really good. I also think it's good. Great. Uh, okay, next. <laughs> <laughs> Again, like because it's, it's like about a month out now, and yeah. I'm like I've already said a load of stuff about it, mm-hmm. um, haven't we? No, I mean, we, we have. Did, we did we that did team the, talk. We did the team talk. Sort of. Um, it, but yeah, I think the only thing the only thing still in my mind about it is I've been reading some reviews mm-hmm. uh, in the last couple of weeks, and it uh, it kind of. It seems weird when people review it and don't give any mention whatsoever to the graphic violence and like sexual torture them, and such. No, one, I don't think any of them have found that stuff. That's why it's like you'd have to play it for more than an hour to actually uncover that Maybe. stuff. Maybe, but it, but then that just makes it feel like a sort of weird and in, like unfinished review. You know what I mean? Well, like, yeah, but you know, welcome to. Games it's like <laughs> I watched. Like um, I don't know. I'm not going to start naming names, mm-hmm. but I've like read a, I've seen a few reviews by people that we know, mm-hmm. um, and I don't really care about other people's opinions, basically. <laughs> but um, did you read uh, Rich Stanton's one that you did for the Guardian? That was good. Uh, I did. Um, that's that's, that's a name I will name. Yeah, you will, you will drop that. Um, <laughs> <laughs> 
<laughs> no, he, he sort of alluded to the some of the grim stuff in it, but it wasn't explicit. Um, yeah, but like when he, like going through these reviews and people are saying like, oh, there yeah, the graphics are really good, and oh, yeah, it's already streamlined and stuff, and it's true, it is. Like it's like uh, you hardly ever use the binoculars. Yeah. In the other Metal Gear Solid games, and now that it's just a button that you push and it just sort of flips in and out of binocular mode, you sort of use it all the time. Yeah. And the fact that it, like the whole tagging people kind of seems to that's the new stealth. Yeah. You know, that and the reflex mode kind of mm-hmm. makes up for the fact that you don't have, you're not worrying about like camouflage and stuff anymore. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but like the, the way that people kind of talk about, oh, yeah, the graphics are good, the uh, yeah, controls are really excellent, sounds really good and stuff. And then no one actually sort of, well, I mean, some people do, but like when people don't engage with the actual content matter mm. and give any yeah. kind of thoughts on that, it's, it seems like such a weird way to like review anything yeah can you imagine like like if you took a film like Apocalypse Now or something like that <laughs> or uh, I don't know I'm trying not to say Citizen Kane I don't <laughs> Citizen Kane's not even that great a film I mean it wasn't the time yeah. but like these days it's like you know something like The Godfather maybe you know mm-hmm. like if you imagine reading a review of that and the review is like oh the camera works really great and they've yeah, done yeah. really impressive lighting you know what I mean and sort of nothing about the actual I mean, that's the what's actually with, happening in the film and what it might mean yeah I mean that's the thing with games writing in general isn't it it's not specific for Ground Zeroes that's yeah, yeah. but um no, seen that Lost Highway it was yeah it was really well filmed <laughs> <laughs> you know <what> I mean? <laughs> but yeah I mean it I suppose maybe some people just felt it was difficult to talk about those elements without spoiling it. But I don't know. I think I think it's just going to be one of those examples where the interesting writing about it will take a while to come out. And I think we've seen some of that um, since it's come out. I know people, have, a couple of people have written interesting pieces. That um, was it? Rhea Jenkins did that one. Um, hmm. That like flew around the internet. Um, and Andy sort of highlighted it and it was like I don't agree with it but it's just cool so thinking about these things and talking about it yeah um so that was nice. Oh, this was—I think that was the stuff about like, like, kind of video game, say anything yeah. about anything vaguely yeah. grown up. Yeah. And the answer is basically yes. Yeah. But like, well, the whole, the whole—I think one of Andy's things was about like, um, I don't, I don't want to start like sort of saying, oh, well, Andy said this when he's not here to actually sort of clarify what it was that he actually <laughs> so Andy meant. Andy said this really stupid thing. Yeah. <laughs> he's not <laughs> it was like it's a thing that I've like heard a lot of people saying about like oh there, you know, there shouldn't be there shouldn't be like taboo things that video games can't talk about mm. and that's kind of true mm. but like there's still a question of like how you actually go about talking about it mm-hmm. and like it's not like people are saying that you kind of shouldn't make a game about yeah like really horrific torture and things like this but like if you are going to do that yeah. you need to do it well yeah. or else you're still going to look like kind of a butt yeah <laughs> <laughs> um, what else have we been playing uh, so I on the back of the um, Zelda podcast mm-hmm. uh, I've been playing Oracle of Seasons and Oracle of Ages on okay. my phone uh, which my corrupt uncle sorted me out with um so well, I just, you've got an Xperia plug. I do, that, so it's, it's the ultimate emulation them. phone. It's amazing. <laughs> uh, it doesn't do much else. I've still, I'm in this position. I just, I just had it fixed. It had, it had some issues with like some cables inside or something, and the screen right. wasn't working. Okay. I got it fixed a couple of weeks ago, mm. and um, it's wiped everything on my phone and things like this. And I've had to sort of start putting everything back on based on what I had backed up on my PC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then. Um, so I've lost all my old save games for a lot of things, mm-hmm. which wasn't a, a huge problem. Mm-hmm. Except I was—I lost like 
I was like 90% of the way through Earthbound right. and I'm never going to bother yeah, playing yeah. through all that again yeah, so I'm a bit a I'm still kind of the memory card's around somewhere with my file on <laughs> but I'm just not sure where but um yeah start playing through Zelda games because uh, I haven't played them and yeah they, they are pretty these good. came quite low down in the list historical of ages season they, they did oh, they, yeah. I can see why like I can uh, I think Andy was making some point about um, again you know, oh Andy said this thing um <laughs> I'm saying how like the dungeons are very binary where there's you go in and there's not a lot you can do until you get the dungeon item and then suddenly you can do everything right and then in a lot of cases once you leave the dungeon the item's not used a great deal mm-hmm. so it's yeah. and you can you can tell that they're developed by Capcom rather yeah. than Nintendo mm-hmm. and that's not to say I mean they don't feel particularly Capcom in particular but they don't feel like Nintendo games yeah. but it kind of so they, they don't feel as good as like sort of Nintendo's old games they don't have that mm-hmm. kind of mm-hmm. holistic kind of philosophy behind all the different things that are going on sure but um, they they are just generally pretty good mm-hmm. they are, if you like if you as much as I'm sort of loath to use this kind of phrase like if you like Link's Awakening <laughs> on the yeah. Game Boy these are a bit like more Link's Awakening just not quite as good okay uh, but when you want something you know I've just been on like a four day holiday with my family which yeah. is the exact situation when you want a little Game Boy game to keep you entertained yeah sure because heaven forbid you spend time with your family with your family yeah <laughs> god awful um, I finished one of my happiest family holidays it was when we went to France and it was the first time I'd been abroad and I was about 13 and I uh, played and finished all of the Game Boy Colour uh, Metal Gear Solid alright it was great yeah really good time I think that's the it's a thing when I, I played through um, I played through the English fan translation of For the Frog the Bell Tolls yeah I remember you telling me about this. Yeah, that was like a, like a year or two ago. Sounds incredible. Um, and it was and it was it was developed by the same team who went on to develop Link's Awakening, I think. All oh, right, okay. It was by the same team, you know, whatever Nintendo R and D team it was or whatever. Right. Um, and there's a load of little. You can see a load of things in like the way your little man runs around and stuff, which are kind of related to it. And yeah. there's a load of characters from that game appear in Link's Awakening. <laughs> okay. So um, do you remember the guy Richard, who lives in the castle and he's lost all his magic leaves. Right. Um, halfway through the game, he's uh, he's like your rival in okay. for the frog, the bell tolls. <laughs> um, but no, I played through that, and it just it was just a little game that took like two or three days of light play to yeah. complete, mm-hmm. which is pretty much you know that Link's Awakening, Mario Land Two, mm. like. They're all sort of fairly short, fairly undemanding, but good enough to keep like a 13-year-old child occupied yeah. for the length of the pretty much precisely the length of time of a family holiday. That's <laughs> <laughs> like how Game Boy games should be measured in future. <laughs> how you want to sort of that's the rating you need to put them up against. Yeah. <laughs> um, what else have I been hmm. What else have I been playing? I played SSX. Which bought, ones? Um, the new yeah, the one. The newest. One, newest. The yeah. one that's like four years old or something now. No one ever played the, the demo. I went to Eurogamer and it was new and that was <laughs> like a million years ago because that was the last time I went to Eurogamer. Um, no, I started... It was Well, I got, my, I got that capture box oh, yeah. to record video games off the telly. Yeah. And I started thinking about... I think I might still do it, is record the like 30 minutes all three peak run from SSX3 oh yeah yeah 
with the music turned off and everything. Yeah. You switch everything off, so it's just you just kind of. I remember you telling me about this. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's amazing. Um, I was going to record that, and then I started thinking, oh, didn't I? Didn't see SSX show up somewhere? Hmm. And um, there's a thing on Savvy Gamer because there was that big sale on PSN. Oh yeah. So I bought. Oh, was it cheap on there? It was. It was no, like five quid. Probably would have got that. I think it's. Oh no, I think the sale ended yesterday. That's, Actually, that's hilarious. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> um, I think you can. I've seen copies in the shops for like seven pound. I think. I'm sure, yeah. I'm sure that in Granger Games the other day. I'm sure. Mm-hmm. <laughs> small, no, because I small plug there. For okay. No, <laughs> <laughs> um, well, I, I played the demo. Mm. Um, like a lot of people, and like surprisingly enjoyed the fuck out of it because um, I know like uh, there was all the thing about you know that first trailer where it was all really dismal, but then it didn't it just later turn out the developers were like they saw the trailer and were like what the fuck is this? This mm. is not our game. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it was just cool to actually play it and be like yeah, this is this is nice and fun. What I heard, <laughs> and then so. I was just poor at the time, and then never bought it, and then obviously the online community disappeared after a month and. What I heard oh, yeah. from a person who worked there for a bit mm-hmm. was that the, the the guys who were like the lead designers on SSX3 mm-hmm. pitched a game that was a lot like SSX3 2. Right. Because <laughs> they were like, this is the one that everyone still loves. This mm-hmm. is the one that we need to be sort of... Mm-hmm. This should be the base that we do all the rest around. Yeah. Um, and then someone higher up said, no, it needs to be sort of... It needs to be more sort of gritty and street and urban and whatever. Right. And a bit more sort of... And that's kind of what led towards that first trailer. Yeah, yeah. Like you saw where it was sort of, it was like Call of Duty on a snowboard. Mm-hmm. Um, but no one, or like not a lot of people at, like EA, was it EA Vancouver or something? Yeah, I think so. Um, not a lot of them had seen that. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of, it kind of dropped in the office one day. <laughs> at the same, like they just saw it online at the same time as everyone else. And they yeah. were like, what the hell is this? <laughs> I mean, it's weird, because obviously we all know EA have got previous when it comes to this sort of thing. Um, I think I've talked on the show before about uh, Black mm. and how, you know, it's by Criterion and it, in, when it was in development it was very much burn out the shooter, like it was really silly and arcadey and it's all about, you know, score combos and stuff. Um, oh, right, I thought, yeah, I heard. Yeah. I was listening to that bit of the podcast mm-hmm. a couple of days ago when I was yeah. out going for a walk or something. Yeah. And I sort of missed off the bit at the start of the conversation and thought you were talking about the club. Oh, right, okay. But I guess that's probably what they did after Black. Yeah. So I don't get back to what they wanted to do. Well, no, because uh, the club was. No, who was that by? I know it's published by Sega. Who made it? It was made by the. I think it was the same people who did Burnout. Was it? Yeah. I don't know. I think it was Criterion. No, man, because uh, Criterion got bought by EA because EA wanted the Renderware engine, which later turned out was rubbish. Hmm. But well done, EA. But, um. Anyway, what were we saying? It's not unusual for corporations to spend vast amounts of money buying smaller companies <laughs> and to then later regret it immensely. Yeah. <laughs> Speaking from experience. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, uh, games. What else? No about SSX. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, um, is it good? No, yeah, the new one's pretty good. Mm. It's like the kind of the plot for what it's worth is that you're travelling around there's a there's a series of sort of really dangerous mountains that you're trying to snowboard down deadly descents deadly descents and um, you have to you have to compete in a series of little races and stuff like slope style events yeah to and like reach a certain placing in order to unlock the deadly descent and then just sort of survive Mm -hmm. going down it yeah 
and it's like the way it controls and the way it all feels is a lot more like SSX3 mm. than the other ones. Like I, I, I don't know, I forget what it's called, but I played like the Wii version. Is it like SSX Ride or something like that? So the, I know the one you mean. Yeah, you had to like you had to waggle the Wii remote and the nunchuck around in order yeah, to do yeah, Uber yeah. tricks and stuff. There was one where you could you could play as Mario and Peach and stuff like that. I think on the Wii right. version. Of but yeah, no. Um, the new SSX like feels a lot like SSX Three, mm-hmm. except the kind of the overall kind of tone of the game, because it's not just. Uh, snowboarding competition anymore. Yeah. You kind of you lose a lot of stuff. Like the, there's no big air contests. Mm-hmm. There's no half pipes or anything. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And there's a lot more emphasis on the deadly descents and stuff. And the right. deadly descents are kind of interesting. But mm-hmm. you have like you have certain items that you need. Mm-hmm. Like you can get like a like a squirrel suit thing. Yeah. Uh, to help you sort of jump over big chasms yeah. and whatnot. And basically there are some slopes where you need to have one of those equipped in order to survive and if you right. have anything else equipped you die but it will just let you start the race without equipping uh, I'm not sure I don't think it does actually oh, okay. but it's just like if, you know it's like it'd be nice if you could felt like you had a bit more customization in what you were taking or something mm-hmm. like this mm-hmm. but they are like they are it, it provides some pretty interesting races, right. especially like the the very last level I'm on at the minute is like some sort of rival battle against Griff. Yeah, where it involves was it? it involves going through caves, so you have to wear a little headlamp on your head. Right. And it involves lots of big jumps, so you need a wingsuit to mm-hmm. go over it. Right. And it's a really good race, but it's just the AI cheats a lot, basically, and it's just yeah. not impossible. Basically, I feel like if I just sort of race a lot more and ground my stats up, mm-hmm. uh, I'd be able to do it. Yeah, but at the minute I can't. But it's an interesting race, nonetheless. Okay. Fair enough. Anything else? I can't remember. Um, <laughs> you do some, and then I'll have a think. Okay, fine. Um, so I uh, played the new Trials, Trials Fusion, for review. Um, uh, it's alright, it's more Trials, um, but with like some new stuff that isn't that great, and with no online multiplayer, which is really strange. Um, the yeah, like the main thing that's better about it is the difficulty curve is a lot nicer this time. Like I always found with Trials games, I would like. Um, you know, I would just get fed up about ten races in because I'm rubbish at trials. Um, this one, I had a lot more fun with it. Um, just, I mean, it, it's a bit of a double-edged sword, I guess, because I have heard you know people who are actually good at trials games saying that like the first half of the game is really boring, whereas to me it's fantastic because you just um, like all the tracks are sort of they're simpler, but there's more stuff going on. It's obviously kind of superficial. Like there's stuff exploding everywhere, and like bits of the track sort of falling into place right in front of you as you're going through it and stuff, um, which is all sort of quite fun. Um, but it means that like someone like me can just basically bomb through the tracks and enjoy it. Um, but if you still like, if you actually want to get a decent score, there are obviously there are things to like perfect within each track and things to actually work on. Um, so like that, that's still there, and that's great. Um, the new, they've added this stunt thing, which doesn't really work. I mean, it does, but like it's just not very interesting. And there aren't that many stunt events in the game anyway, so um, it's just not even like considering it's like one of the main additions um, to this this version of the game. It's not 
really a big deal. Um, like, there's only a few events where it's relevant, and even the ones where it are, uh, where it is, you, um, it's uh, like it just sometimes doesn't register when you're doing a stunt at all. Um, yeah, and, and the music's crap. Which seems to be like a common thing with Trials games now. Did you play Trials Evolution? Uh, no, I've only played Trials HD. Okay, fine. Well, we talked about this a lot on, I think it was episode three of the show where we first had McTiernan on. And, um, because we. <laughs> Brilliantly, because he knows a lot about rap music, um, and we, I wanted to talk to him about the fact that Charles Evolution opens with like this guy doing a rap like about the game, um, like trying to sound cool and talking about beating his friend's high scores and stuff. And it's really bad. And so is it better or worse than the DK rap? Um, we see at least the DK rap like you feel like Tongs firmly in cheek rose with this it just seemed like it was being played totally straight um, yeah Charles Fusion has a really awful song not a rap this time just um, sort of like Imagine Dragons wannabe singing shit about the future um, and it's fucking terrible um, and you can't get rid of it completely you can turn the music off but the worst bit of the music appears on the title screen and because it doesn't load your personal settings until you've pressed start to actually get into the main menu so it always opens with the main menu even if, even once you turn the music off you still have to listen to the very worst bit of the song which is right at the start it's so like they've done it on purpose because it was the same on Trials Evolution as well there's another thing about SSX was, mm. you know it's it's got this very sort of so what it came out like what 2010 2011 one of those years and it's the like I'm far from an expert on this genre of music but it's got a very sort of dubstep inspired soundtrack has it? because some of the music on the demo is actually okay and yeah, I'm, and I'm like a it's, fucking snob so. I feel like the soundtrack to the new SSX has aged mm-hmm. a lot faster than the soundtrack to SSX 3 basically right. you kind of listen to it and it's I wouldn't say it, like it's not the kind of music I'd listen to generally yeah. but I wouldn't say it was bad mm-hmm. but it just sounds old right it's kind of startling it kind of it's bit like yeah. it, was, it seems like it's very much of its time I suppose especially because three uh, years ago yeah like, like in especially that short time everything's just moved on yeah because they include, include a lot of songs that like say were, were popular at the mm. time so I guess you, you associate them with a couple of years ago when those songs were on the radio and yeah um, but yeah um yeah, so the music and trials is awful. Turn that off. No online multiplayer. Really weird. Um, like especially when like all over the marketing for the game is like play with your friends. It's great fun. And <laughs> it's like well, yeah, if they all live nearby. Which do you think that's going to be one of the DLC that you get with this? Well, apparently, apparently they are adding it later. Um, I don't know if that's going to be a paid for update or if it's just going to be for everyone I don't know but yeah I've they, got my suspicions I they, think I know which one I would guess yeah um, they do seem really keen to sell the season pass um, like it's all over the menus and stuff it's really weird um, like and when you consider like obviously Trials has its roots in like it's always been a downloadable title whereas with this version they seem keen to sell you the box deluxe edition which includes the season pass and it's 32 quid um, which is pretty steep. Um, I mean, I know I know like some people get a lot of mileage out of the Trials games, um, and maybe you know for those people, thirty-two quid isn't um, an excessive amount of money to ask for. But it's just kind of sneaky the way it's like, yeah, the game's fifteen pounds. Oh, but not really. 
they're just they're trying to they're just making the jump from like like Xbox Live kind of pricing. Yeah, I guess. Into, like box game pricing. But yeah. like, oh, it's not people are gonna sort of throw a fit if you just charge thirty quid outright. But if it's thirty quid, but also with the season pass and everything, yeah, with like six free bits of DLC. Mm. Sorry, me and Coop. Um, don't apologise, it's important. Okay, fine. Um, um, yeah, it's got loads of Uplay stuff in it, because I think this is the first one they've put out since, since Red Links got bought by Ubisoft. Well, well, not bought by, but started working with Ubisoft anyway. Um, and yeah, and just fucking Uplay. I'm still not even totally sure what it's for. Like, I mean, no, I am. It's so Ubisoft can collect loads of information on you and try and, like, monitor like what you play and, and stuff but um yeah it's just like you try and sign in about three times and you realise they just haven't bothered turning the servers on that day and you should just <laughs> give it a miss um so that's a shame um like it's it's not a bad game by any means it is another trials game if you like trials games you will like this trials game um but um like I think personally I was a bit burnt out on it after evolution so this didn't do a huge amount for me so there you go um I finished Dark Souls 2 that was good um did you did you find the Dark Souls uh yes found all the Dark Souls got the achievement for finding all the Dark Souls um I'm probably I'm I think I'm one of the few people in the sort of Midnight Resistance community who has barely played Dark Souls and doesn't have that much of an eye you should probably sort that out Um, I've got I just I got up to the Capra Demon and that's my story that's fair enough Capra Demon you just stop (laughs) (laughs) Um, he he is a common quitting point I watched a friend play the a fair bit of Dark Souls 2 mm-hmm. and it looks quite nice mm-hmm. I just can't be asked to play myself yeah. I like the wharf was it No Man's Wharf or yeah, something yeah, yeah. I liked um, there was that thing I think JK and Andy said something mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> about the use of light and uh, darkness yeah and yeah I liked how um, you go in the wharf for the first time and it's pitch black and then as you go through you sort of you, you reach sort of checkpoints where you light up beacons mm. around the wharf and as yeah. you do that you get those those terrifying poison spider dudes yeah yeah the guys that they, I'm yeah. not sure what they are they're like yeah I don't know spider dogs or something but they they kind of but they seem terrified of the light mm. so as you sort of there's a nice feeling of working your way through and then lighting mm. the place up and kind of reclaiming it from the darkness mm. yeah absolutely Which is, yeah, kind of a theme of the game yeah. or so I've read on Wikipedia yeah it's, um, <laughs> I mean it's weird like it's such a difficult game to critically appraise, certainly at this point, because, like, all right, I played it and I enjoyed it. And, like, I know there's a lot of people saying, ah, but it's not quite as as rich as the first one in terms of the story and things you have to figure out for yourself and stuff. But what a lot of people forget is that a lot of them didn't figure those things out for themselves. They just played the game a year after it came out and then watched YouTube videos. Mm. Um, and were like, oh, wow, that's really clever. Um, which is fine. But it just means that, you know, Dark Souls 2, like, all right, it may may turn out in a year's time that actually there isn't as much to it. But at the moment, saying that there's not as much depth there 
in terms of the, the lore and the story and stuff, it's kind of, it's just it's too early to it's say premature. That. Yeah, because we have no idea. Like at this point, you know, when the first Dark Souls had come out, like most people hadn't even finished it for the first time, and would then go on to play it another eight times through and <laughs> find out loads of fascinating things about it. Well, it's, so it's like there's still like there was still all that for a long time. There's all that controversy around the the old ring or whatever. The you know, the, uh, that ring that doesn't do anything. It's a necklace, isn't it? I think. Okay. Well, yeah, a pendant. That's the one. Right. Yeah, and it then became the twatty thing. Does like, something, and everyone's like, "Oh, I'm not sure." And like people are just yeah. trying to do different things. And, yeah. like, I can easily imagine that there's something similar to that in yeah. Dark Souls 2 that actually exactly. does do something, yeah. which at the minute everyone's overlooking because they're just kind of like rushing through and looking at things. And well, that's like, oh, the thing. Like, well. so at the moment, because Dark Souls um, had two endings, as did Demon's Souls. But so far, we've only found one ending, one ending in Dark Souls 2. Um, so there's just like loads of communities are just like playing through the game, like <laughs> trying out different things or avoiding certain things just to see if it makes any difference. Teams and of, like soulologists, yeah, exactly. <laughs> doing important research <laughs> into the uh, into the Dark Souls universe. Mm. Uh, the one thing I will say is the last boss is an absolute joke. Um, she's absolutely crap. Like when you got to the end of um, first Dark Souls. Sorry, I'm eating food again. I do apologise. Um, you, yeah. So you, at the end of Dark Souls, you fought um, Lord Gwyn, who was this like insanely tough boss fight. But he like he personified everything about the boss fights leading up to it. And the last, bo- last boss, boss of Dark Souls is really hard. difficult. But it was like it was just this absolute test of like how good are your reactions. Like you can learn everything he's about to do and see it coming and deal with it if you're good enough. And it was like the sort of the run up to him just like sort of really um, like the location he was in is sort of really significant and like you feel um, the sort of the weight of the location that you're in as, you, as you're walking like walking up to him and you have, you have to fight all these knights that are really tough and every time obviously every time you lose um, the fight to Gwyn you've then got to go back and then fight all these really tough knights before him again every time in this you just open a door and then you just run down this really long path and then you do there's like these sort of two sub bosses in Dark Souls 2 before the final one um, who like I did first time really easy just two people with swords and shields and I didn't really they didn't stay alive long enough to do anything interesting um, and then yeah and then you fight the final boss um, who was just rubbish she's just this this giant woman with a scythe who like sometimes she drops these little beacons which curse you which lower your maximum health and you have to sort of avoid them and then and she just like swipes with her scythe and sometimes does this like area of effect explosion thing and you just learn all that in about 20 seconds and then you don't get hit by her once um, I think everyone I know is beaten her first time. I took two attempts because in the first one I wasn't paying attention and I rolled off the edge of a platform and I fell to my death, um, which was totally just me being an idiot. And the second time, I, yeah, absolutely blitzed it. Um, and it's just really strange. Like I know some people are saying like there are optional bosses that are, t- that are tougher than her, and it's kind of like, well, she's not actually the final boss, then is she? It's like. Um, there's, there's still King Vendrick who's um, like totally lost his mind but he's totally optional and he's really tough 
But it's just, yeah, I don't know. Odd. Bit of an anti-climax. Um, and obviously the ending gives nothing away, but I mean, I expected that. It's going to be more about going back and reinterpreting the ending through other things that you find out. Um, I don't know, it's an interesting one. So basically, what I'm saying is, after saying all that, is that we can't really comment on. One thing I will say about Dark Souls 2 <laughs> yeah. is I like I like the changes they've made to the soapstone messages. Yeah, because they've definitely they've changed like it's kind of small and it's difficult to. We've read some like hilarious stuff when I was playing through my friend. Yeah, and I can't remember many of them offhand because it was like mm-hmm. a month and a half ago and mm-hmm. it's just some words on a screen. Mm-hmm. But when when they say things like you know visions of death, yeah, in other words, whole or something like that. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> I think my favourite one was, was I was going through oh, which area is it? Um, it's one of these sort of spooky underground cavey bits, and you're like, and you come to just this hole in the ground, and it's like clearly your only way forward, but you're kind of scared about going down it because you've no idea what you're jumping into, and sort of just sort of past the hole, there's this like huge, huge, like giant skeleton like hanging on the wall, and there was a note on the floor. Like just before the hole, and I was like, "Okay, cool. This note's gonna like warn me about what's beneath." And I read it, and it just said, "Skeleton ahead." <laughs> <laughs> and even though that was unhelpful, I was just laughed at that. I was like, "Yeah, okay," and then just jumped straight in the hole because I was sort of. <laughs> this is, yeah, it's a really nice kind of the, like the, the the souls community have a good sense of humor. I feel. Yeah. When you like when you yeah, you know, it's kind of it's a kind of vague and nebulous kind of thing, and it's yeah. something that we're going to have to get used to during the next console generation mm. of like other players just leaving messages all over the game that you're currently playing yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, but if you compare it to something like Miiverse like when mm. we look on Wii Miiverse and most of the stuff that you're looking at just kind of seems like confused cries for help from like 8 yeah. year olds <laughs> or uh, we saw a game this morning where it was like made with stamps of uh, Mario farting on a fairy yeah and the fairy crying kind of funny. but like it doesn't have the same kind of it's not. It's there's no gameplay. There's no. It's it doesn't have like, the poetry yeah. of a Dark Souls two message. Yeah. When like a really well written soapstone message is like a small haiku. Like yeah. It's like, like and it's they've, they've had to sort of work with or indeed against yeah. the system for actually mm-hmm. constructing those messages. And but when yeah. people are using yeah, when you're kind of using euphemisms. Yeah. With the the kind of nouns <laughs> that you're allowed. Yeah. Like so it says you know skeleton ahead and you're kind of thinking like well. So that's a different context that you could mm. use the word skeleton to mean different things. Mm. Yeah. You know? um, so, yeah, like I do think it's a better game. Um, I'd, try, I'd like to see a Tumblr blog. We've, we talked about this like, a couple of weeks ago, but like, I'd, if, if I ever. I mean, I don't play Dark Souls 2, so it's completely impractical for me to do it, mm. but like, I would like to see a Tumblr blog dedicated to just decent, really messages. good Dark Souls 2 yeah. messages, because they're just <laughs> fascinating stuff. Yeah. <laughs> Um, what else have I played? I think that's... Oh, no, I've been playing um, Wayward Souls on the iPad, which is fucking excellent, as it turns out. Um, it's by uh, Rocket Cat Games, um, who I keep trying to... Well, I keep meaning to bully him into coming on the show, to be honest. Owen's making the table creak. Sorry about that. It's a calculated um, risk. Never mind. Um, <laughs> I can now stay in this position for a long time. <laughs> yeah, you can't move for the next hour. Um... Yeah, I mean, he, everything he's done for iOS has been incredible. Um, he did the. He started off with Hook Champ, which is really good. Um, then he did like a couple of Hook games, which were basically just like um, they were sort of one-button endless runners in a way. But instead of running and jumping, you were just swinging from the roof um, using this grappling hook. 
um, and they were real, really good fun. Um, and then he went on to do, he did a game called Mage Gauntlet, which Wayward Souls is sort of the sequel to. Um, and he also did Punch Quest with um, Mad Garden, which is one of the best, well, probably the, like, my favourite um, iOS game ever. Um, I think it was one of our games of the year for whatever year it was. It yeah, yeah. Um, it's yeah, a stunning piece of work. Um, and uh, yeah, so now he's done Wayward Souls, which is essentially if you took like Mage Gauntlet was this like um, love letter to a lot of sort of 16-bit um, top-down action RPGs. So it's a bit, it's a bit Zelda, it's a bit Secret Mana, um, it's a bit Terra Enigma or whatever. Um, this is that again, but it's not. Um, linear, it's got a sort of roguelike structure to it in that um, <clears throat> it yeah, randomly generates the levels each time you go through and you um, sort of find like snazzy upgrades for your gear and stuff as you go through but once you die, that's it, and you go back to the start and you can um, you sort of you earn gold as you go through which you then spend on your character which gives you like permanent upgrades so you sort of every time you get knocked back it's like well okay, but I can improve my character a bit and then try again um, and yeah, it's really good um, like it, it works really nicely as like a fully fledged action game, which you don't see often um, when you're talking about like touchscreen games. Um, like playing as the rogue, especially, um, you like it's all about. Like she doesn't have many sort of interesting abilities other than when you get behind an enemy or an enemy is stunned, you do backstab damage, which is way better. So you're getting like loads of critical hits. So it's all about like dodging around and sort of stunning enemies and then figuring like sort of creating those opportunities to get behind them and, and stab them. Um, and yeah, it's, it's really good. Hey, sorry. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. Can I get you any coffees or desserts at all? Should we do dessert? Should we get the dessert menus? Yeah, yeah. I'll bring it over for you. Would you like to see the lunch deal one? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Thank you, yeah. Um, yeah, it's all about sort of monitoring the positions of all the enemies and the way they're facing and sort of working around that. Um, and yeah, it's just really interesting. Um, you like, and then there's, I think there's like six different classes. You start off with three: warrior, mage, and rogue. Um, oh, thank you. Give you a few minutes, and I'll pop back over. Oh, thank you. Um, yeah, and like the warrior's got like a shield and stuff, but it's got limited uses. Um, and yeah, and like there's bosses in it, which are really tough, but they, you know, like any good game with bosses in it they can be learned and you know you figure out all their attacks and you um, work out how to uh, like dodge everything before they even do it and it's just yeah it's really good it's like some people whinge about the controls a little bit um, I think they're fine like the main thing is um, it does the thing where it's uh, so it's essentially a d-pad on the screen but it's not visible it's just you put your thumb on the left hand of the screen and then move your thumb around, and like wherever you put your thumb is at the centre of the D-pad, and you sort of slide around. Um, I think it works really nicely, um, but I don't know. Some people have issues with it. But then it's coming out on the PC, and they sort of hinted at a Vita release as well. And if the Vita release happens, that will be absolutely perfect. Um, that, yeah, I think that will do really well. So you should totally do that. But uh, yeah, enjoying it. But there's other things I've played recently yeah. in the last like month or two. Yeah. I've been travelling a lot, so I've, yeah. well, I've been travelling a lot, so I've been playing my 3DS. Yeah. So I've played quite a lot of Bravely Default. 
Okay. Uh, I'm going to keep all these ones quite brief because okay. none of them are terribly interesting. <laughs> They're all pretty old games because it's <laughs> catching up on stuff that's come out in the last year, basically. Uh, Brave Default is all right. Uh, I got up to the the sort of the bit kind of halfway through the game where everything starts to change and go a bit weird. Yeah. And I, like many other people, I'm a bit bored now. Right. Um, and it's kind of like I don't mind sort of replaying a load of stuff. Yeah. I, you know, like I can see why they're doing it and stuff. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. there's a I do. There's a secret ending. I yeah. don't know if you if you're. Don't you basically have to replay the game like four times? Don't oh you know, yeah. Kind of. <laughs> have you not finished it then? Is that uh, no 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 right? Really. So there is like Chrono Trigger. There is like an alternative. There's at least one alternative ending that I've found. Okay. Where you, if you understand what's going on. Hmm. You can kind of figure out a way to get to this alternative ending. Right. And I did all that and then finished it. And then I was like, oh, well, that's good. Game finished. Except mm-hmm. it's obviously not the actual end of the game. Because oh, right, okay. it's like, I mean, without giving too much away, mm-hmm. you don't. Like, in the, to put it in the terms of like Chrono Trigger, mm-hmm. it's like you don't kill Lavos. Right. But you prevent him from rising up on Doomsday. Okay. But he's still there. Right. So <laughs> it's like, congratulations, you've saved the day. But in but like 4,000 years, yeah. it's probably going to happen again, and yeah, you, there's yeah. nothing you can do about that. <laughs> um, right. Which isn't like a sort of, it's not a tremendously satisfying ending. I mean, considering yeah. that's the secret ending for like, you know, smart people who figured out what to do. Yeah, no, that seems odd. Uh, well, yeah, it's a bit disappointing, but I don't mm. know, it was okay. Um, but yeah, I've just said the, like, uh, I'm not sure if I'm gonna. It's gonna, well, no, I am gonna finish it, obviously, because mm. I'm a colossal nerd, but it's just gonna take a few months of just grinding and grinding and grinding. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's, it's kind of boring at mm. this point. Mm. But up to this point, it's just really nice, really enjoyed it. Um, Borderlands 2, I played. Oh, yeah. uh, I, got it I didn't wanna. I'm not, I don't like Gearbox. No? Philosophically, <laughs> uh, it's not their games. It's the way that they go about business and the things that they say. Yeah, sure. Just kind of pisses me off a lot. Yeah. So oh, I've been yeah. kind of resisting playing it, but it yeah. was free on PSN, and I mm-hmm. thought maybe I'll just give it a go. Why not? Sort of thing. Um, Do you like it? I I really like it. It's all right. It's, it seems like more Borderlands. I've not played with other people yet, and right. Okay. I've, that's missing a lot of the game. I feel. Yeah. Um, like I mean, having played Borderlands in single player and multiplayer, like it's a lot better in multiplayer. It's mm. obviously how it's supposed to be yeah. played. Sure. Um, so it's it's been all right, but I'm mm. just like, yeah, it's it's okay. It's more stuff. Mm. I mean, the main problem, been, like we've been it. reading all these um, previews of uh, Destiny. Yeah. And it sounds like it's just Borderlands done in a Halo style. Yeah. And Which I'm all right with, I'll be honest. Yeah, I mean, like, I can, I can see why. I can. I read that thing by Patricia Hernandez, how she was kind of yeah, yeah. walked away kind of shrugging and saying, mm-hmm. well, yeah, it's all right, I suppose. Mm-hmm. And I know I've, like, I think that's how I came away from the few, like, press preview things that I've gone and covered. Mm-hmm. I've just kind of walked away saying, yeah, it's a video game. Yeah. It didn't seem broken. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something I would buy. It's yeah. it's all right, you know. Mm. I feel like they could do, they could give it a bit more polish. They could play, no. you know. But now I'd be sort of, I'd be quite happy with sort of Borderlands made by a company that wasn't Gearbox. Yeah, Bungie was doing it. I'd live with that. Mm. Running around, bit of magic, mm. sort of Mass Effects. Yeah, and fine. capes, and capes, Got yeah, capes and hoods, which I'm all the way up for. Yeah, <laughs> um, what else was there? Uh, Arkham City. Batman. Uh, oh, welcome City. Okay. Finally, yeah, after like. So that that was my reaction. That's so like thinking three, four you years old now or something. But no, yeah, I yeah. played through it the other day. Uh, it was all right. It was it was one 
solid <laughs> unit of Batman game. <laughs> well, you say that, like, being a bit blasé, but that is a rare thing. Yeah, like, it was all right. There's yeah, only was... been two ever, so... That's what I mean, like, it's... <laughs> it kind of it got me quite excited for the third one. Yeah. When that comes out, eventually. <laughs> um, I'm looking forward to that, I yeah. guess. Mm-hmm. I'm looking forward to buying it for £5 in the Steam sale. Yeah. Uh, I think that's pretty much everything I've played. Cool. Monster Hunter is Monster Hunter. Yeah. Is life. Continue to be a fixture. Yeah, yeah it is. In our lives. <laughs> it's a thing that I continue to play until Monster Hunter 4 comes out. Uh, um, um, we, we played that one. Yeah, we actually played it. That was good. A few weeks ago, and that was good. We should but do that again. I am kind of. I am feeling a bit more aware now of how much time I'm going to have to put into pulling you and Andy and everyone up into G-Rank yeah. in order to actually... Like, yeah, that's a long way The up. things that I'm on at the minute, I can't deal with on my own. Right. And so I need some people to come right. and help and sort of distract the monster <laughs> while I kill it, basically. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, I'm, yeah, I think I'm going to have to spend my time just battering some high rank monsters and get you all leveled up. That is. Which I am, I am up for doing, to be fair. We need to sort that out because we like I mean we always struggle to play stuff online together these days anyway because grown ups but like there's still the temptation like bloody Space Engineers was on sale on Steam because it went up on early access a couple of weeks back and I was like guys let's all get Space Engineers and we'll all play it together no we won't because we <laughs> We've already got too many games that we want to play together and we just never do. So it's tough. This is why you just need to sort of nail your flag to the master of Monster Hunter and then be just done. Just not with play it. anything else. Just not play ever. anything else ever except Monster Hunter. <laughs> I do wonder if, like, because I know people who just, like, they have, like, a scheduled game night. Like, Tuesday night, we all play games online. Yeah. Which seems. Like, I don't know, for some reason to me that seems like excessive behaviour, but it's not, because obviously that's what you need to do. Cause <laughs> we, could, we could try doing something. Like, I mean, I think... So, like, one of the sort of running themes mm-hmm. of, uh, of this podcast, I feel, is, mm-hmm. like, going back to things that we learned towards the end of Dark Zero podcast. <laughs> Yeah, like, because we like the last couple of months of Dark Zero podcast, a lot of stuff worked out and everything was good and a lot of mm-hmm. good episodes. And at this point in time, like of all the episodes that we've kind of could have recreated, we mm-hmm. were basically revisiting the one where we sat in a car outside Andy's flat. <laughs> <laughs> and just recorded one, recorded a podcast on your phone. Um, that was good, though. It was a good episode. It was good. It was a good episode. So will this be? I'm sure. Have you decided? Um, yeah. Can I get the chocolate fudge cake, please? Yeah. Um, can I get the apple pie, please? It's a- actually an apple tart tartine at the moment. Is that okay? Ooh. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> with custard? Uh, yes, please. And is it with cream for the apple pie? Uh, please, yeah. Cake? Thank you. Brilliant. Any more drinks at all, guys? Uh, I'm all right, thank you. Yeah, I'm okay. You okay? Thank you very much. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks. What were we saying? Um, sitting around. in his car. Oh, you're sitting around his car. Yeah. That and and kind of with a with a kind of faint kind of reference to the the soup episode. Yeah. In that way, currently ordering food and then having it delivered in real time during the show. <laughs> <laughs> we need to do we need to do more cookery episodes, I think. Um I think yeah, well, you know, don't overdo it. Don't overrate the pudding. <laughs> but 
<laughs> I think we could start to do some more, yeah. Yeah. Um, again, I think there's some. There are actually, again, uh, I believe there are some questions about food and soup. And oh, that's okay, okay, good. In the listener questions section. Wicked. Yeah. Is this because you announced that you were going to be on the show, so people people got all the soup questions out? Basically, yeah. <laughs> there's a, a thing we'll, we'll revisit this this topic later. Um, yeah. Should we um, should we do the questions? Since we've mentioned them, I don't think we have any no, more games to talk about. No, this is middle section of the show. Okay. We've done what you've been playing. Middle section should be sort of news slash features. Okay. That's um, the thing that you and Andy keep not doing. So let's t- <laughs> let's talk about let's um, talk about that half hour Nintendo Direct thing about oh, Mario Jesus. Kart. Right. So let's not talk about it for half an hour though. Let's, yeah. Okay. So let's <laughs> just talk about the fact, like ha- having watched it. I mean, I was already excited for Mario Kart 8. I now I am now more excited about Mario Kart 8. Like in that sense, the video did its job. However, it's terrible. I feel um, yeah like. It's like that bit where they just showed people playing the music from Mario Kart. Just a bunch of guys. You see, I quite enjoyed that, though, yeah. but it was still an odd inclusion. No, like, in... like, like a video of a bunch of like session musicians yeah. hammering out sort of jazzy Mario Kart tunes. <laughs> that video in yeah. itself is yeah. enough to sell me on the game. <laughs> Even just don't show any footage of the game. Don't yeah. even just yeah. just show them playing the music, and then at the yeah, end, put a thing up saying Mario Kart, Mario Kart coming May. soon. Yeah. I'll be like, yeah, I'm buying that. That's fine. <laughs> That's exactly the kind of music I want to yeah. be playing in my ears. And yeah, if I have yeah. to put Mario Kart on in order to get that, I'm yeah. happy to do that. Yeah. Or um, like we're saying, when we're just loading it up, like the, the image on the mm. Nintendo Direct webpage where it was like waiting for the thing to load. Yeah. Just a bunch of people in carts throwing shells at each other, and I was like, that yeah. has sold me on this game. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. That is a really nice thing yeah. that I want to see. Yeah. And like, there's there's lots of little segments <laughs> in the, their half-hour video it's where so I'm like, confused. if they just cut that out, if they just released that one bit like a yeah. month ago, said, look, here's a clip of us playing Mario Kart, way! <laughs> I'd be like, yeah, that's, that would be enough. But, but it's the really weird <laughs> received pronunciation guy who does most of the voiceover. Yeah. And he's just like, I oh, spoke to the development team about the game. It's like, no, you didn't. Stop lying. Super Mario Kart yeah. is a game in which players drive cars and throw shells at each other. <laughs> See, you're kidding. That is, I think that might actually be a quote. I think that's, <laughs> that's literally what you said. Um, there's the amazing bit where they Check fight. out those items. <laughs> there's the amazing bit where they, they do the test about which is faster, the bikes yeah. or the carts, and weirdly, it turns out the result is it depends. Yeah. Like... <laughs> You know, let's let's ask a developer. Did they make one of the things in the game? Yeah. Did they like, did completely they dominate over the, the other? Game. <laughs> is it is it balanced? Uh, yes. Answers. Answers. Yes. yes, it is balanced. Yes, we did our jobs correctly. Sometimes you want a car. Sometimes you want a bike. Yeah. Uh, someone didn't get sacked that day. Yes. Yeah. Good work. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. No. Just a very 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 odd video worth watching. I think, but own, like go in, like go into it with the knowledge that you may go mad. It's worth watching yeah. with your finger over the fast forward button. Yes, because sometimes there are some segments like that mm. news section. Yeah, uh, it's worth just fast forwarding because they just That's talk about the game life. more, but like with this really it's badly images. done, like pretending it, that it's a news report. It like thing. goes over stuff that they've already talked about. Yeah, in less yeah, detail yeah. and. And it's just pointless. And like when you compare this to like the Tomodachi Life one, which is kind of the opposite in the sense that yeah. I don't know how much I'm going to enjoy Tomodachi Life. I don't think I can't like I'm not convinced there's much of a game there. But the video they did for it is hilarious. It is. It's like, <laughs> it, it, it successfully. It's like this thing about like a well-written review where like you know, a good mm. review 
you might sell you on a game. A well-written review is one where you might not... You can read it and Mm. come away with a different impression as what the reviewer had based on what they've written. Okay. So, like, like, uh, a certain friend of ours... Earth Defense Force review recently, <laughs> where they were they were very negative and they're saying like, yeah. oh, it's just you're just running around and shooting a load of giant wasps and things. Yeah, so, yeah but that's, and that's the point. They you know, <laughs> gave it a really low score and they're yeah. like, this seems like a really pointless game. Mm-hmm. And meanwhile, like a lot of people, you know, us and other friends of ours mm-hmm. were like, that sounds like exactly what I want in the next Earth Defense game. That's yeah. that is a must buy. Yeah, um, and in that sense, I think it's a you know, good review, well mm. written, um, <laughs> and it's kind of like that with. Tomodachi Life or something like yeah. I didn't it kind of it seemed funny and it kind of it didn't explain a great deal of what, how you what actually, it actually is. what it's yeah, actually yeah. like to play the game <laughs> but I think it got across that it's it got across the tone and the character of it crossing style thing yeah. where you're going to be playing it a little bit every day for the rest yeah. of your life and is therefore a thing that I'm not going to bother with <laughs> I've decided I'm, I think I've, I've reached a point in my life where I just don't have time for that yeah no that's fair enough mm. Um, What's the thing? Oh, yeah, Nintendo's E3 plans. Yeah. Uh, how they're, they're involving we, Mega 64, unfortunately. Yeah. But, um, oh, save it for the beefy DVD. <laughs> <laughs> oh, there'll be more of that in a minute. Is <laughs> <laughs> that when we start slacking off McTurnan and just saying, I'm No, no, we're going we're to talk, oh, okay. talk about Yogscast and YouTubers and Jogs. Oh, cool. Um, no, uh, yeah, I, I'm. I, I think it's odd that they're not having an actual presentation. I think I prefer it if they did, personally. Do you? I think yeah. we had this exact conversation last night, but well, we had this exact conversation last year, didn't we? Because they did the same <laughs> thing then. Um, and I, I don't feel it. I mean, I'll, I'll say the same thing I said last time. Actually, probably to a lesser extent this year. But last year, I was like, look, if you combine the last twelve months of Nintendo Directs, it's like it's worth several That's E3 true. presentations, yeah. and it would be a really good one as well. But um, like, I think obviously this year has been a little bit weaker because every Nintendo Direct has been like, here's one good game. We're bringing out, yeah, but like, but like, um, like E3, like those, those those media briefings, yeah. given the correct title, yeah. at, uh, at E3, aren't for the benefit of viewers at home who play well, lots of video games. You see, people always say this, but I feel that if those people are paying attention, whether it's for them or not. Yeah, like, no, but I mean, not, that's, kind of, uh, that's the thing. Like, I mean, if you do if you do a bad presentation, like Microsoft's one at E3 last year, yeah. got across everything that wants to know about the Xbox One. That was yeah, and I that, mean, turned <laughs> <laughs> that turned off. That turned off. I think they've what's it? They've shipped five million to shops. Yeah. Whereas Sony have sold yeah. seven million yeah. to consumers yeah. for the PS4. Um, and I mean, I know for me, like the the Microsoft presentation at E3 last year is like that was the point where I realised I was wasn't going to be renewing my Xbox Gold subscription. <laughs> yeah, no, I think that's a lot. Like, that that was, I was kind of 50-50. I was on the yeah. fence about a lot of it. And then when they said all that stuff, I was like, no, that's immediate to you know? be fair I mean yeah aside from the, the very facts of how the Xbox One was going to work which is what pisses all off like, it, was a fine, it was a fine presentation they showed a lot of good games but it was yeah can you imagine my joy when about two months later Don Matrick became my new boss <laughs> yeah can you imagine times. what that might have been like <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, I, I, you know, because okay, so Nintendo are doing. Are they doing like one concentrated presentation, or is it literally just there's like a two or three day stream? Isn't it? I think they're just spreading stuff out, which sounds amazing. Like, like, oh, cheers! Thanks very much. Fudge cake. Uh, that's me. Thank you. So here we are. Thank you. Thanks. Enjoy, guys. Yes, thank you. Thanks. Um, but like, as as far as getting the message across to 
like mainstream newspapers and things like that. Mm -hmm. Do you think they'd be better off with That's a sort true. of single dedicated blast of information that just says, yeah, yeah. here is everything you need to know? Whereas if it's, I, if it's like constantly sort of dribbling out of a small pipe over the course of three days, yeah, mm. it doesn't have that kind of, you don't have that kind of focus yeah, yeah. and they don't get to show off how old things you mean. relate to each other. And I suppose, like, you know, on the one hand you could say, well, they're targeting people who are interested and, and, and you know, that's where the audience is. Most of them are sitting at home in their pants watching me <laughs> things via the internet but um, like Nintendo already got us on side like we're not the ones that still need convincing I guess um, Owen's just eating some of his apple pie and it's really hot <laughs> um, yeah like I, I, on the one hand it's cool that they're doing something that I am it's totally interested in sorry no it's, it's what was it um, apple so yeah, like they they're doing something that absolutely speaks to me and people like me, which is great for me and people like me. But by giving you briefcases full of money to talk about monsters, yeah, 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 of course. Um, um, but yeah, but I guess we're not the ones who need talking to still. Like I've got a Wii U and I love it. I was going to say um, like we in particular. Yeah. <laughs> like <us. laughs> we've got the we've got the world's two Wii U owners here, um, so we're all right. <laughs> Everyone else is the problem. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I, you know, of course, I'm I'm totally excited about having several days of my life where, at any point, I can turn on a live stream of things that are related to Nintendo. Um, like, but yeah, I don't know. I mean, they're still at the show, aren't they? They're just not doing a yeah. Well, I mean, they'll still. Which oh, makes God. you wonder how difficult and expensive it is to just set up. Like, they're already at the at E3, but they're just not doing. Like, how much does that presentation in and of itself cost? Yeah, right. What's his name? Rami Ismail. Yeah. Twote a tweet the other day mm -hmm. where he said uh, he twote a tweet. He twote a tweet. Okay. I said it's the last day to register for E3 if you want to. Right. Just as a warning. Okay. I had a look. Turns out, mm. like, I never realised that E3 was free if you oh. work in the games industry. Oh, okay. And, and how rigorously do they check that? Well, I mean, you've got to. It'll be fairly. I mean, you'd have to provide proof and show that you sort of work for an actual company, not mm -hmm. just some guy. Yeah. But like, but I've been working in the games industry for the last two years, and nobody mentioned this to me. <laughs> and like, I could have. Like, I could have not gone to GDC mm. and gone to E3 instead. Mm. I'm sure it wouldn't have been as much fun. Mm. But as a thing that I could have done as a, you know, as a little holiday, as an experience, yeah, I would have done that at least once. I mean, I get, like, obviously a lot of people who do go will tell you, like, if you actually want to cover what's going on at E3, you're better off not being there. Mm. Um, aside from obviously actually having hands-on with games and stuff. Um, yeah, you, you're just so busy the entire time that you miss, like, 80% of it. I'm not, um, I, yeah, I went to, as part of my sort of amazing world tour that I'm currently on, I was in Los Angeles for like a week recently, and yeah. it seemed like one of the worst places on earth, and I just <laughs> couldn't stand it all, speaking to someone from, you know, as a proud rural Northumbrian, like, <laughs> I didn't really get on so well in Los Angeles, it's, it's, mm. it's kind of like, if you imagine tumbling into some, like, extra planar realm, <laughs> You know, you could, you imagine you're playing Dungeons and Dragons or something. Yeah, yeah. You sort of you trips into the astral plane. You imagine mm. coming to a dimension where it was sort of based around the element of roads. <laughs> you see, I've gathered this just from watching 
Louis Theroux's recent mm. series about LA, and it just seems like the worst place on earth. I don't understand why. It's, he's, like, I don't know. <laughs> it's like you have to drive everywhere. I was going to make some joke about Sim City there, but then that's just going to get me talking about Piss Town. <laughs> well, it's not going to that yet. We should, you know, we, we, should, should get we, should, we should do that while you're here. We should do, yeah. Can see that. That'll be interesting. Could live stream it. Mm. Yeah, actually could. I think. I think. Z-SNES is probably the only thing my computer can handle live streaming, to be honest, so that's probably about right. Um, so, yeah. Yeah, E3. Yeah, E3. So, well, let's talk about... Um, I've, I've, okay. <laughs> E3 happens to fall into the same week mm-hmm. that my nephew's third birthday is going right. to be. Um, but after that, I've, I've actually booked train tickets already to go down to London. Mm-hmm. Um, for the latter half of the week, so I can yeah. go down and sort of do this E2 thing. Yeah, it's yeah. probably going to be on. Mm. You know, if you live in London, media capital of the UK, where all of the <laughs> things happen, then <laughs> uh, you might be able to come along to E2, assuming it's like. Thank you, sir. Assuming it runs more or less as well as it sounded last year. Yeah. And we might be there. Mm. Um, well, yeah, because I'm going to be in London that week as well, I think. Well, I don't know. I mean, I've booked the week off. I need right. to figure out like when e th- like the actual E three dates and the times of the conferences. If there's nothing on, like, yeah, once the conferences are done, I'll quite happily come and sit in Andy's living room with my trousers off. Um, so <laughs> that'd be good. <laughs> yeah. So let's talk about Yogg's cast. Um, <laughs> wait, wait, I should seamless segue. I should I should say um, this isn't specifically. <laughs> <laughs> this isn't specifically about uh, Yogscast, a number of YouTubers have been doing it. It just did not surprise me in the least to find out that they were part of it. Um, so a couple of indie developers have come out and said that <clears throat> certain YouTube personalities, and use that in the vaguest, loosest possible sense, um, have started offering developers to um, take a cut of the lifetime sales of their game in return for featuring it on their YouTube channel. And just fucking like there are so many problems with that that I just <laughs> um, a lot of it kind of makes sense. Okay. I'm kind of I think I'm I understand it on the no, the, le- the level that obviously indie developers have like might not have any capital to put into advertising or marketing or whatever. So to get a big YouTuber mm. say well okay you don't have to pay me anything now but if you pay me money over time we'll do that and your game might sell. Um, but it just seems like an like before you even get into the issue of you know journalistic integrity. Um, like why I, would you why would you get into the issue of journalistic integrity when you're discussing YouTube like foodie pie and people like this? Um, it doesn't seem relevant. It just like you know it, like giving away a cut of your lifetime sales to one YouTube channel to help help. Yeah, marketing your game like, just seems like not worth it. At I all. think like lifetime sales, mm-hmm. like if it was some kind of some kind of thing, I don't know, like some kind of thing in exchange for positive coverage. I could understand mm-hmm. that as a deal. Yeah, uh, it also kind of flags whoever's doing that as just being sort of yeah. like a wild mark of just for <laughs> taking a load of money and having like not being interested in sort of actual criticism or anything like this mm-hmm. a lot of people aren't you know a lot of I mean I don't know if you've have you ever watched like PewDiePie's channel I watched I've a few to. Well, the, the few weeks I don't know I don't think I've ever actually seen I think I watched 
like five minutes of him doing some game. Mm -hmm. Um, but I've, I've got a friend who watches like a lot of YouTube vlogs regularly. Mm -hmm. I was just sitting at home looking after a wee daughter. Right. Not, not much else to do. Mm. And there's like a lot of product placement stuff goes on. Yeah. So I'm kind of I'm just seeing this as YouTubers reaching out and offering to do product placement for indie games. Yeah. Which is something that large companies would approach them about. Yeah. And it's just that like indie developers generally aren't as business savvy as like. You see, this is what Ubisoft. this is what gets me like. It has been pointed out, and it is worth mentioning here, that, like, okay, so a lot of indie developers are clever enough to realise this is stupid and they shouldn't do it. A lot of indie developers don't even, like... Like, there, but this, there's all these guides on, like, writing a press release, and, like, if yeah. you want marketing for your game, try telling a journalist <laughs> instead of just tweeting about it and then hoping for the best. That's the thing, is, like... <laughs> like, yeah, so I understand that most developers are clever enough to not do this, but I don't think it's right that, like being sort of business savvy should be a prerequisite to being creative and producing games or whatever you do mm. like I don't feel like you should then you know like be really scared about making any decisions because you don't necessarily know how a business should work or how finances work um, <coughs> that shouldn't be something that stops people making games because lord knows there's enough barriers as it is already as most people see it um, and and I just, yeah, like, okay, so uh, I gather most YouTube channels that are doing this are declaring it. They are saying, like, this, you know, they have paid for this coverage. But even when they do that, I feel there's an issue with, like, if, you're, if you watch a channel because you find the people entertaining, you are going to come to like them. Yeah. And even if you know they're saying something that they've been paid to say... Unless it's like really cynically and obviously done, like this is a good game, it has, yeah. like you're still gonna. It's gonna be difficult to separate that from a genuine opinion. I think. But I don't think people mind. Like no. I think, like if you recall the great games journalism ethics war yeah. of two thousand, like um, I seem to recall uh, Lauren Wainwright's defence was oh, yeah. like, yes, I review things for people who are paying me money for doing consulting services, yeah. but I don't see how that's a problem. Therefore, it's not a problem. <laughs> yeah. Like, and the people watching these channels are younger than her yeah. and have even less of a grip on mm. issues like journalistic ethics, yeah, yeah. if you can imagine such a thing. <laughs> and... I mean, it's because it's. I mean, when we, when we talk about journalistic ethics, like I don't really think you could call PewDiePie or like KSI or something like that a journalist. Well, that's the thing. Yeah, there, there's that's, that. There is that argument, like Abel and Jensen. Yeah, but they're still entertainers, and people still grow fond of them and listen yeah, to the you, things they say. I don't. I don't know how much you can police what people no. do for entertainment. Like, no, that's true. People, you know, what a twelve-year-old child is willing to watch on the internet yeah, yeah, yeah. to amuse themselves. Yeah. And like worrying, like, like. It's the kind of thing that really sort of needs to be regulated. Mm. Like, it, it's the kind of thing that ought to be regulated on some kind of government level. Yeah. Just like, because that's what you got on TV, right? Like, yeah. when you look at there's this whole thing recently about e-cigarettes. Yeah, yeah. About how, um, like, certain local councils and stuff like this, and I think, like, I think, like, the Welsh. They're banning them, aren't Parliament they? or something, yeah. They were yeah. looking for like reviews into e cigarettes and oh, e cigarette right. marketing because they were thinking mm. that e cigarettes mm. are going to be like a gateway drug that'll get kids into real smoking. I don't. 
and mm, uh, like, there was I had this argument with my brother over but they were saying like oh well, I think that's a valid concern because if that happens then you know, if, if, if e-cigarettes are being marketed as saying that they're harmless then people are going to start smoking e-cigarettes I don't think the tobacco industry is glad that e-cigarettes exist yeah <laughs> and like and like if like I'm sure some people will start smoking e-cigarettes yeah from scratch without because why not for yeah. yeah right but if e-cigarettes weren't being sold, yeah. they'd be doing the same thing with actual cigarettes. Yeah. And like, if a few people, if a few like teenagers start smoking e-cigarettes, and then a few tens of thousands of people move from actual cigarettes to e-cigarettes, yeah. that seems to me like a net gain. Yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I don't mind that situation. Because, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and then, and I was, I was like, I don't. If they want to regulate, that's fine. But I'd like to see some shred of evidence that this is actually a thing. Yeah. Before they just sort of jump in and start regulating it. Yeah, I mean, because. Um, and then a, a research, like some study, came out. Yeah. Last week, uh-huh. just a couple of days ago. Oh, okay. Saying that it's a completely made up thing. Right. And like, far and away, e-cigarettes just like people move from cigarettes to e-cigarettes, mm-hmm. and there's very little evidence that it happens the other way. Right. It's like negligible. So it's like, why would you, why, you know? But these are kind of, like, regulation of stuff in the media like that yeah. is, like, the job of government agencies and things like this. Yeah, but yeah. can you imagine, like, you know, some government standards watchdog trying to regulate what people say on a YouTube channel? Yeah, impossible. When, yeah. and, like, considering that half of them are in other countries. But then, well, yeah, because like obviously, like, obviously product placement in TV... It's now allowed in the UK, but it's still there's still rules about how it works and stuff. But that's TV. That's stuff that a lot of money goes into and is a very sort of mm. structured, rigid thing. But like you say, when it's on YouTube and just anyone can just put whatever, it's yeah. kind of yeah. It's just a it's just a it's a thing about it's a thing. Mm. It's a thing about like uh, yeah, the information age <laughs> and democratization of media and this sort of business. Yeah, and about how the kind of the systems that we use to regulate these things in the case of old media. Mm aren't really suitable anymore but yeah. we don't have anything worked up as an alternative yeah as far as I can see mm. I mean the reason it bothers me especially in the case of this is a fascinating video games podcast right? good, isn't it the <laughs> um, reason it bothers me especially in terms of fucking Yogscast is because like, they already make a lot of money they like, do yes why do they need to do this it just seems like money. pure greed like <laughs> um, it's like it's uh, Capital, you know. mm. how how much money is enough money? That's you know, a big question. You see, to me, like if I'm doing something I enjoy and I'm not starving to death, that seems like that seems about right. But <laughs> I guess oh, I don't know. They, they, I don't know. They obviously want to do something other than just making YouTube videos forever. Maybe they want to actually, expand it. Maybe they want to actually make one of their own video games instead of just claiming credit for someone else's <laughs> for a change. <laughs> yeah. Um, maybe they, maybe they, they probably want to be the new, uh, the next bloody penny arcade, which is right because they got the, um, you know, like they hate uh, gays and stuff, so that's they've got that down. Yeah. <laughs> Great work, guys. <laughs> they've got a special, yeah. they're going to like a special corral for anyone who isn't a white male at the next penny arcade. Yeah. Um, <laughs> diversity <is> pen, <laughs> like diversity cage, <laughs> um, which seem to have loads of white guys with ponytails, which is great. Um, did you see the pictures of it, of the diversity lounge, whatever they called it? I saw. I think I saw some pictures where there was. I read. I think 
there was like a blog post from a guy who was working there, who was mm-hmm. like volunteering there or something, mm-hmm. and he said that mm-hmm. it was almost empty, and mm-hmm. then it suddenly filled up with people one afternoon, and he thought, oh wow, this is really actually kicking off. Mm-hmm. And then Gabe walked in, mm-hmm. or t- yeah, no, Gabe, the one who's mm-hmm. like a useless the, the child, one. Yeah. the one who's like sort of screams <laughs> at people about how he isn't a bully, <laughs> yeah, and stuff like <laughs> this. Um, I was bullied as a kid, therefore I can say anything I like because I'm frustrated. I'm definitely okay, not. and I'm definitely not a bully. I hate bullies. I cannot be one. It makes no sense. Um, no, uh, like he sort of turned up and then sort of did a lap of the booth right. and then left and then everyone disappeared again. And oh. it was like they were all just going there because they because he, he thought he was yeah. knew he was going to come around and sort of put his face in and then try to get through the experience without <laughs> saying that he regretted that gays exist or anything like that. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Fair play, he did actually. He did get through without saying anything like that. Oh, well, good. He, he, it was a whole ten minutes. Did you just like sort of walk around, just going? Scribbling, <laughs> 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 he's just like scribbling notes furiously into his notepad, <laughs> so he can um, cathartically. <laughs> um, I mean, to be fair, and I already made this joke on Twitter, so apologies for anyone who's hearing it for the second time. It did still look more diverse than your average <laughs> resistance meet. That's so. true. <laughs> Well I don't know what you're talking about. about. Looking around now. <laughs> <It's> like... <laughs> um, so yeah, uh, so that that came out this week and was interesting. Anything else, or should we do questions? I can't remember anything at all. That's okay. happens. That's um, good. No, I'm, I'm done. Wicked. Right, I'll get the tweet decks out then. Okay. Um, if, even, if remember to gone. insert a break here. Uh, no, I'll just carry on. It's fine. Um, no, it's important. It's important to insert a break. Why is it important to insert it's a break? It's important to have that kind it's of just, structure. It's, it's just like, like a sound. Yeah, that's no, it. but that's fine. It's trust me, it's psychological. It's, <laughs> you need to kind of we need to break it up into different segments and keep it routine. Okay. And then the listeners will just feel a bit more comfortable. <laughs> basically. All right, fine. Um, right, I'm going to scroll past all of Ian's rubbish questions. Thanks for those, Ian. No, do them. Do you want to do? <laughs> I've noticed. See, Ian's been asking a load of facetious questions about yes. uh, gender representation in games, and yes. I'm assuming I'm going to guess that it's because I'm on the show. I, th- I think it may be. So he yeah. wants to make fun of a minority to see how I react, which is, you know, very, <laughs> which very is why big I'm not and clever. Which is, <laughs> which is why I'm not going to give him the satisfaction of reading them out. We've got tapes, Ian Dixon. Uh, we we've got, got tapes. tapes. We've got, we've got, <laughs> we've got all on tape. <laughs> Okay, uh, Sean McTiernan asked uh, what happened to the episode with Chris Ballard, which we already answered. Are we actually going to do what? Jeez, okay, carry on. What? What? Are we going to give that McTiernan airtime? Go on. Yeah, we're going to give that McTiernan airtime. <laughs> um, he does a nice interview with the guy who wrote the book about Earthbound um, and a bunch of other stuff. Um, right, uh, Rude as Heck says, uh, What game's shitty dialogue would be massively improved if it were written in rhyme, like Child of Light? The thing with that question is the child, the dialogue in Child of Light, which I probably should have talked about at the start, but I didn't, uh, never mind, um, is the dialogue is rubbish despite being written in rhyme, or possibly because not, of it. He's not saying that it's... Like, he's not necessarily saying that... Okay, he's it just was saying... Improved, okay, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It was improved in Child of Light. He's saying if it rhymed, like, it rhymed. Okay. like if, if you were playing, like... Um, like, Call of Duty, <laughs> and... You're playing like yeah. Call of Duty World War One edition, yeah. And you're in a trench, and yeah. you're following Siegfried Sassoon. <laughs> <laughs> See how highbrow we get, <laughs> you know? Yeah. And uh, all the time he's sort of going like, "Follow me," and you're sort of chasing after him, and he keeps sort of pausing and then giving you a little bit of poetry, sort of <laughs> saying See, that, stuff that about would the be better. Well. That would be 
that would be an improvement. Good? Yeah, it does sound good. I mean, an obvious answer is Far Cry 3, which is a funny joke because it's the same man who wrote them both, which is why they both have terrible dialogue. Um, <laughs> uh, Paul Watson says, body pillow or real doll? Uh, body pillow. Body pillow, because I think real dolls just creepy. It's just like having a corpse sleeping on you. Like, yeah. I know you can warm them up by putting them in the bath, but uh, I imagine that wears off by the morning. Um, yeah. So, no thanks. Um, I think the body pillow is probably more versatile, you know. Uh, true, yeah. Um, right, uh, he's, right, he's changed name. He's called Athene now. He used to be the one Nallon, and now he's Athene Allen. Don't know what that means, but thanks for listening. I've been, he says, I've been in Japan, and everyone I street past is playing Monster Hunter 4. How jealous of them are you? Incredibly jealous. I'm not um, jealous at all, because I accept this is the new time. <laughs> At least we know it is actually coming out. I think if you yeah. asked this question six months ago, I'd have been really fucking jealous because there was still no confirmation if it was coming here or not. But now still, it is. what burns me, like it's like if this was about Yakuza Five, yeah, or just any, like yeah, I mean, yeah, yeah. that thing Andy was saying the other day, how he doesn't want to. Andy said a thing the other day. Did he? He <laughs> 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 said uh, he didn't want to start playing any of the Yakuza games, right? Because he like because he, he knows he can't get really into it. Yeah, and then yeah, he would yeah. Get shut out by the fact that they're not going to translate Yakuza Five. Or, yeah. yeah. And I, this is, like, I really want to play, um, what's it, Yakuza Isin or whatever, the ones that are, like, <coughs> the ones that are set in, oh, yeah, in like, like feudal, feudal period, period. Yeah, 16th yeah, yeah, century yeah. or something yeah. like this, and you're yeah. kind of romping around with a couple of swords. Because Yakuza, <laughs> I swear, like, Yakuza is one of the best, it's like, surprising discoveries that I've made. Yeah, I still need years. to, I played a bit of the first one. Uh, I, I, know, yeah, I, was gonna, I thought about it, I, like, I almost brought Yakuza 4 with me yeah. on this to come and see you. <laughs> Uh, are they, what, are, what are the modern ways of playing Yakuza 1 and 2? Um, are there any? Uh, no. Okay. It's PS2. <laughs> There's a right. Japanese... In Japan, they released an HD remake okay. for, I think it was the Wii U, of all things. Right. But And even though that the two games have already been translated, obviously, because mm-hmm. they're out yeah. on the PS2, yeah. they are not going to release that in the West. Cause, Brilliant. Because this, this doesn't sell very well. Yeah. But no, it's no. like it's genuinely really good and like I'd, I'd recommend that everyone sort of like if you like good video games and you own a PS3 yeah. then you should definitely consider buying Yakuza 3 and all 4 because they are both really good games <laughs> that is. Just, you know they're funny and they're just it's like nothing there about Yakuza 4 like it's mm. just it's like GDA but just mm. funny and really well done yeah, yeah. like it's a lot more interesting basically mm. um, but if people rushed out and bought all these copies of Yakuza 4 on mass now, yeah. it would not make any difference to anything no. at all because you'd <laughs> buy them all second hand for like five quid. Yeah. yeah, it's a good bargain, but it doesn't yeah. really help. No. Uh, right, so Richard Burns says, uh, I got my hands on an Oculus Rift, what kind of game should I make? Now, I have no idea because I haven't even used one. Um, from what I've gathered from a friend of the show, Andy Kelly, is that he prefers it just for things like not even games, just walking around looking at things, um, which sounds about right. Like I can't imagine just spending a long time using it. Like mm. you know, I can't. I don't, like I think more than half an hour would send me fucking mad. Um, what kind of game should he make? Um, whatever he wants, basically. <laughs> Great answer. Um, well, like, yeah, in a nutshell, when you're sitting down and thinking, what am I going to make? Yeah. Think of what you want to make. And then and make, make that. <laughs> <laughs> Good answer. Um, so Manly J. Panda says, 
why do you hate Bitsocket Scott and why do you love Bitsocket Joe? Now, I wasn't aware that I hated Bitsocket Scott. Um, I thought I loved both of them. Um, maybe it's because Scott is the marginally more handsome of the two and I'm jealous of him. That could be it. Um, beyond that, I don't know. I really don't know. Um, also, Bitsocket Joe just got engaged. Congratulations, Joe, if you're listening. Well done. Congratulations for you know, talking to another human being and such. <laughs> Sorry, Owen, to show me a secret message. Um, <laughs> yeah, my true thoughts on marriage. <laughs> um, right, what we did... Uh, I'm just going to pass more questions from Ian. Um, uh, Louis Proctor says, In the new Wolfenstein... The Nazis won. If you could live in a timeline with an alternative uh, war outcome, which would you change? I'd like to live in an alternative outcome where the war in Iraq and Afghanistan mm. had an actual outcome. <laughs> Just had an outcome. Yeah, seeing yeah. sad eye. <laughs> <laughs> um, could we? Do, do you think maybe there was a way that the Falklands could have ended with Margaret Thatcher getting killed? Could that have ever happened? Maybe, maybe if she'd like gone out there personally to lead the attack. Like yeah, neck, maybe. Neck Thatcher. Yeah, that would have worked. <laughs> oh yeah, maybe. No, but maybe if she was killed in the Falklands, then maybe she'd come back as Mega Thatcher and would be on lady. Yeah, the literal Iron Lady. That'd be great. Um, That'd be awful. Then you'd be. <laughs> then you'd end up with Thatcher, but she'd be like on this permanent life support machine. So that's true. I need to, I've just realised I'm looking at the questions on my phone right on the mobile tweet decks, and they only go up to 24 hours ago, and I think there might be more questions since then. Well, I don't know. Well, that's about right. I mean, I'll, I'll have... Okay, fine. Um, so what else have we got? Oh, no, no, we've got quite a few left. It's fine. Uh, <laughs> uh, wait, Mark Tansky says, uh, Mario Kart 8, question mark. Yes, is the answer <laughs> to that question. Um, where are we? What else have we got? Assuming that you don't dislike Mario Kart games. Well, yeah. If you, if you, you like have, Mario Kart games... If you have the necessary hardware required well, like... to play Mario Kart 8, <laughs> it's definitely worth considering. Yeah, that's a purchase. Phil Wall says, What is the best and worst thing about pubs? Um, best thing about pubs... Sitting around, eating fish and chips and talking about video games and recording it and having staff that are nice enough to let you sit at a table with a massive microphone and not make a big deal about it. Is that the best thing about pubs? It's pretty good. I mean, for us, yes. I would say (laughs) the best thing about pubs is that they have roofs. Okay. And, I mean, you don't always want a roof. Well, yeah, but that's what the outside bit's for. That's what I mean. Like, but when you appropriate if, use of if, roofed and non-roofed areas. If you were, if you were, like, you know, it's the middle of December, it's snowing. You're yeah. in a pub, but it yeah. doesn't have a roof. That's a problem. That kind of, yeah. I think that overrides any of the other kind of functions going on within the pub. Yeah, yeah. I feel like having like walls and a roof is a pretty good kind <laughs> of. I think of all the things that I would want on a pub, it's walls and a roof. <laughs> and then after that, you can start talking about drinks. Like maybe like a log fire as well. Yeah. Yes. Um, right. Uh, Ross Fubister, 87th on the twits, says, What should Capcom do now? Um, what which time is, is it? Pre- pre- <laughs> which is presumably a joke about the asleep. fact that, like, <laughs> like, sort of 15% of the time they're brilliant, and then the rest of the time they just seem to fuck everything up at the moment. Um, farming just... things out to other developers and stuff. But they've. I mean, I'm guessing. I don't really know. We don't know anything about the demographics of our listeners, but I think a lot of people 
We know a fair bit, they're just idiots like us. A lot of people, yeah, but (laughs) a lot of people who play video games today are presumably 12 years old. um, Right. And weren't around during the 90s when Capcom were just farming out, like, just producing, like, loads of sequels of the same game but with little (laughs) additional prefixes and suffixes and stuff. Yeah. Super Street Fighter 2 Turbo Champion Edition or whatever. Um, And I feel like there's been this period in the 2000s where they stopped doing that, where you had, like, you know, you had the, the, the Capcom 5. Yeah. Uh, like, Beautiful Joe, Akami, mm-hmm. mm-hmm. this sort of thing. Yeah. Resident Evil, well, I mean, Resident Evil 4's yeah. a sequel, but it's yeah. a completely different game. But it was a, yeah, it was a rematch. It was like, you know, the Resident Evil games are all the same, but better. Yeah. Like Resident Evil 4's a complete change of t- pace. Yeah. Um, but they've kind of, they went through that period where they just made a load of original games. Yeah. And now, <laughs> we're back into, like, Ultra Street Fighter 4 yeah. Arcade Edition 2014. And, like, don't get me wrong, like, Street Fighter 4 belongs in a museum. It's incredible. Um, yeah, I'm, but, I'm well up for... I've yeah. just... I've bought, like, another copy of Street Fighter 4 for my PC now. Yeah. Um, because I'm, I'm feeling that's probably the one that's going to have the most stable, the yeah. most long life... Online mode. I should probably do that because I was thinking because I know a couple of people play Street Fighter 4 on the PS3 now, which would involve me buying a new fight stick. But of course, if I play the PC version, I have 360 fight stick and just plug into that. And I've already, I've, I've already bought um, a new fight stick on my PS3, okay. um, and it's I got like. Are a, they how much do they cost now? Are they relatively was, cheap? I got a Hori Mini 3, okay, which is like yeah, like baby it's like the size of a VHS uh, okay. cassette. Yeah, if you remember those, if you remember those. <laughs> um, it's really, really small because I travel mm. around a lot. So I was thinking, whatever I like, whatever arcade stick I buy, I'm gonna have to be able to fit it in a bag and take it to other countries and things like this. Right. Um, so I ended up going for this one because it's tiny, no. but it works really well, uh-huh. and it works on my PC and all sorts. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, like with with Ultra Street Fighter Four around the corner, mm-hmm. you know that that's probably like assuming that there isn't assuming that like Virtua Fighter Six isn't gonna suddenly drop. Yeah. Like Ultra Street Fighter Four is going to be the best beat 'em up for the next year or two, probably. Yeah, yeah. Um, and you can pick up a copy of like Super Street Fighter Four mm. Arcade Edition mm-hmm. Special Championship Dash Hyper <laughs> Mode <laughs> for like four quid on Steam in the sales, right? Sometimes, yeah. Um, and once you've got that, then you just need to get the the sort of cheap upgrade rather than buying the full yeah, yeah. version of Ultra, yeah. Uh, and it comes you can get things like the one I got was it was less than five quid when I bought it and mm-hmm. it came with all the DLC so I had like all the different costume packs and everything yeah. um, which is like a small thing but it's kind of nice because mm. I get you know like considering I pretty much only ever play Zangief it's nice to get some kind of variety in what you're looking at rather than just yeah, doing, yeah. just just dying dude in pants you don't always <laughs> like sometimes you don't want you know sometimes you want to look at something other than a giant dude in tiny pants yeah sometimes 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 um, to actually answer the question what should Catcom do now um, do a proper sequel to Lost Planet 2 please I mean, I, I'm aware I'm literally one of three people who are asking for that but make some just yeah make some different games yeah is what I would say yeah uh, and if it's like if they need convincing it means that they could like expand the roster of Marvel vs. Capcom a bit further yeah just as an excuse to make some <laughs> as an excuse to make new characters small yeah every Capcom. new IP we come up with is more DLC for Marvel yeah, vs. Capcom so DLC that's money wicked. in the bank <laughs> <laughs> um, right uh, Phil Wall also says if they call Shaggy Mr. Boombastic what do they call you um, I don't think anyone calls me anything I don't think, I don't think I've ever had a nickname like in my entire life not I've never 
I don't have any like remarkable personality characteristics or traits <laughs> that, that anyone can latch onto. Like, so, I, so like Mister, is what you're saying? Mr. Yeah. Like I had a friend who, uh, when I was in high school, he was really good at doing like caricatures. And he just always insisted that I was impossible to draw because I didn't have a single like defining feature. You just like draw an egg, <laughs> draw like a big afro on the top. Yeah. Okay. Well, this is before so, I drew. I grew my hair, so oh, okay. I mean, obviously, once that had happened, that was it. And then I shaved that off. Is that that's like, me. Is that what that was about? Was that like I'm? Yeah. I just I need something. Massive afro in yeah. order to develop some it, kind it, of personality. Yeah. Pretty much. <laughs> it was either that or a beard, and now I've got a beard instead, so that's yeah. fine. Um, I think you've I think you've made the better choice at this point. Yeah, yeah, definitely. What's worth? Um, Phil also says, "Have you ever been brought to the yard by someone's milkshake? What flavour would yeah, work best on you?" Um, um, I don't think I have, but I think probably some kind of like strawberries and cream. Do you reckon? I think, but yeah. I was going to say uh, there's a restaurant, well, it's a chain uh, called Ed's Easy Diner. That like supposedly specialising in Ed's Easy Diner, you say? Ed's Easy Diner. That sounds amazing. We should yeah. go there at once. <laughs> well, it's only Ed's up, Easy Diner. It's only like forty minutes up the road, but we've just eaten. So Ed's Easy Diner, forty minutes up the road. They do a great uh, malt shake, um, which is <laughs> money in the bank, Sean. Money in the bank. <laughs> they, no, I mean like ma- their main thing is like it's burgers, but like the burgers aren't actually incredible. Um, but I will go for the, the malt shake, which basically essentially means I am going to their yard specifically for. So their malt shake. Do we um, get like? Uh, do we get like a cut of lifetime sales of their malt shake? I think we do. Yes. Excellent. Um, so at least the ones I buy. See, we're not a food podcast. No, we We've should got be. No obligation. Maybe we should be. We have right? no obligation to be unbiased about food. <laughs> we can do as many product placements about food that we. See, want. maybe this is our thing because uh, like Andy's threatening to start a wrestling podcast, right? Which I I cannot contribute to. I know, like I I absolutely support him in his decision to do that, but I well, I will never listen to it because I have no interest in wrestling. However, shall we do a food podcast? No. <laughs> no. Okay, fine. <laughs> uh, who's next? Uh, Gary Dutton. Dutton. Whatever his name is. Uh, you are tasked with getting Nigel Farage and Roger Helmer into video games. What local multiplayer game would you recommend? That's a good question. No. Is there, are there any, like, especially racist or homophobic local multiplayer games? I can think of plenty of racist and homophobic local multiplayer games, but yes. they're not ones that I would generally recommend. No. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's it's kind of a running thing with video games, you know? That's but, true, um, yeah. But no, if the, if the object was to get them into games, I would say, I'd say Nidhogg. Yeah, okay. It's not a terribly funny answer. But it's kind of... But Nidhogg is... I don't know, I was going to say Nidhogg is sort of... Like, you have to have an appreciation of... Man, like one-on-one fighting games. To I don't sort think of, you do. Do you not think? Okay. I think I think the fact that Nidhogg. That's the point. Like you, because Nidhogg doesn't have a health bar. Mm-hmm. Things like this. Because it's just one yeah, kills. Okay. It's very simple. And there's no like frame counting. There's no there's combos no to learn. Special moves. There's, there's no combos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a case of okay. Just learn a few things. Learn like yeah. stab. Jump. A few basic principles. Have you played? I've then. not. I've still actually not played. The, oh, the commercial one. release no, with all the extra moves and everything in. It's good. It's, it's not that different from the, the yeah. other GF build like, I've, we I've had ages ago. playing it with like, and it's got a lot of stuff like jump kicks and things. Yeah, yeah. Which are pretty annoying. Yeah. yeah. They work. Um, but it's a very different game from the IGF build that we used to play where you yeah, just that's true. like oh, yeah. right, Thank you. Thanks. Um, yeah, no, that's good. It's coming out on PS4 now as well, which everyone's really excited about. Yeah, it's great. Still, I guess. Overall, the like HD graphics. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
Christian, aka Fighting JC, which I choose to assume stands for Jesus Christ. But does that mean he is Jesus Christ that fights, or is he fighting Jesus Christ? Fighting underscore JC, I don't know. Yeah, I'd say yeah. He's, uh, I assume he's fighting Jesus. He's fighting Jesus, okay, fine. Um, he says, What are your non alcoholic. Actually, I don't know if there's a space. <laughs> If there's a space, I think it's more like fighting JC, fighting, like yeah, he is yeah. Jesus. If it was fighting JC, okay, I would read that as a sentence. <laughs> he says, "What are your non-alcoholic beverages of choice?" And um, we've both just had a Fentiman's Curiosity Cola, for which we will now get a cut of the lifetime sales. <laughs> <laughs> I wish. <laughs> um, uh, Marginal Glass says, "When was the last time we got played like a damn fiddle?" I think we've already answered this one, haven't we? Was that on the, maybe that's on the lost episode? I think that might have been the lost episode because um, I'm sure Ian asked that. Yeah, pretty sure he did. The Ian Dixon. Um, um, when was the last time you played like a damn fiddle? Uh, I don't know. When was the last time I was genuinely fooled by? I don't know. And like because like, it's not just fooling someone; it's like manipulating them into a series of mistakes. I think the last time I was played by a damn fiddle, it was definitely at work. Okay. At my, at my, until recently, my, my sort of <laughs> recent previous job. Uh, but I'm, you know, I'm don't, it was by a coworker rather than by like my okay. to say. So I'd, right, okay. It's not such a bad thing. Yeah, that's right. It was, you know, my fault. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Um, actually, no, last time I was played like a damn fiddle was uh, when playing Trouble in Terrorist Town, the Gary's mod mod. Um, where a friend of mine was like insisting to me for a good five or six minutes that he was on my side um, and I believed him and then just out of curiosity like I just turned around and shot him in the face and turned around turned out he'd been lying to me the whole time um, how awful yeah um, so eventually I stopped being played like a damn fizzle and shot a man so go me <laughs> <laughs> it's difficult playing games with friends I, had a, uh, I, was, yeah. I played a game of Carcassonne the other day mm-hmm where um, well, I, was, I, mean, I was playing with some friends we played mm-hmm. a number of games mm-hmm. and they were talking to me because my friends sort of play regularly yeah. I was just got like a guest player mm-hmm. and they were saying how they used to have massive fights over putting like so now I'm talking about board games yeah. uh, rather than video games so again that's fine. You know, fascinating same thing well there, is, there, is, video there are player. several digital versions of Carcassonne so that's fine yeah that's true yeah. Um, I just I don't want this to turn into the little metal dog show <laughs> Beef. <laughs> um, yeah, so they were saying that they used to spend a lot of time fighting over fields. Right. And they would just use all of their little meeples to. Like, yeah, that's, farmers that's all over one the of the things in Garkland, isn't it? Is um, you sort of have to be careful then, to not overcommit to but a then, yeah, But then one day they all sort of they got tired because they thought that was kind of spoiling the game, that they were devoting too many yeah, resources yeah. to that kind of thing. Okay. And so they started just kind of dividing the board up. Right, and they just left each other's fields alone, and then just kind of concentrated on building stuff in their own little sectors. Right, um, and then I sort of ended the play, and my first couple of games, I was—I think I won the first game mm-hmm. because I was just going in and just playing as I normally play, where yeah. I just sort of just like charge in and try and disrupt everyone else's game plans and <laughs> yeah, spend as much time just screwing other people over as I do actually scoring points on myself. Yeah, but that's, that is how you play, Cox. Because that is basically how you play, yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's the thing, but my friends, like, cause as far as, like, mm-hmm. it's an issue of, like, sort of local rules, mm-hmm. house rules and sort of play culture and things. Mm-hmm. Well, like, uh, one of my friends got quite annoyed about this, but she was sort of genuinely quite happy. That's, yeah. I was kind of... No, because it was... Like, we, we did that. I won this first game. Mm. And then they were like, okay, so that's how you want to play, is it? Yeah. Sunshine. <laughs> are so then going into the next game, yeah. uh, I just didn't put any farmers down at all. 
but instead mm. I worked to connect up everyone else's farms, right. forcing them into competition. Because <laughs> Uh, in the hopes that they would start playing uh, normal farmers and then fighting amongst themselves. And stuff like that. Because you, um, you start playing Carcassonne, it's like, oh, yeah, you put the men down and you get points depending on how big the thing is. But you can be really, like, aggressive and devious with it. Yeah. Fucking brilliant. So I was just, I was thinking, like, <laughs> I mean, whoever was going to get the field was going to get a lot of points. Yeah. But I just thought, if I just, I'll just, any tile that isn't going to get me any points, I'll just use to make them fight each other. Yeah. And that will hopefully slow them down from scoring points in other areas, yeah, yeah. and hopefully, in, mm. in theory, I can catch up. Yeah. And it didn't really work out. But one of my friends, <laughs> one of my friends, got very upset when mm. I finished my great work mm. and connected all of the fields, and it meant that she lost like about twenty points <laughs> at the end of the game. Because uh, and I sort of, and then and all those points that she would have scored mm -hmm. then got transferred over to this other player who was already in. I think she was already in first place by the time actually. Right. Because I'd failed in my plan to score points in the meantime, I'd kind yeah, of forgotten yeah, yeah. about that, <laughs> um, which was a mistake on my part. Yeah. But no, my uh, my friend got very upset because I just kind of like basically gave a load of points to a third player rather than keeping the conflict between us. Right. Yeah yeah, 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 of course. And she was like, "That's not how the game's played. You've just like given her the victory." <laughs> she got quite annoyed. So then uh, later, after everyone went home, we played another game. Mm. Just the two of us, mm -hmm. um, and I just—I find it very difficult to switch off and stop being competitive. <laughs> and I was like, I'll stop being such a jerk about fields, mm -hmm. and I just couldn't. Yeah, because no, that's same. how you play. Because play to win, you know. Yeah, because Dave Serlin, you see, I have this this argument with my girlfriend all the time because we used to play Carcassonne a lot together. Um, used to, but then yeah, because <laughs> then I started started sort of understanding it on that level, and like it's not even that I like I don't get like a thrill out of winning I just get I enjoy like working with that understanding of the mechanics of it and that's yeah. that's what makes it enjoyable to me that's why I find it interesting um, but it turns out she doesn't appreciate me playing it like that and yeah <laughs> but it's which is fine as well like yeah. it's it can be difficult mm -hmm. when you're used to playing in a sort of competitive frame of mind yeah it can be difficult to switch off yeah. and then say like I will deliberately make a bad decisions. tactical decision <laughs> yeah. on this turn in order to maintain the spirit of the game. Yeah. Um, but, like, socially, a worthwhile thing to do. Yeah. It's just not always as easy as it sounds. Yeah. <laughs> if you're an awful, tedious nerd with no social skills like us. <laughs> um, on the subject of uh, non video games, I've also I stopped playing Netrunner recently. Oh, uh, yeah. And I've got no opponents, so at the minute it's kind of a non-game. I've managed to play one game as a runner and one game as a court. Right. Uh, it's pretty good. Yeah. But I've got no one to play with because I live in the middle of nowhere. Brilliant. Um, that's the end you of my story. You live in not London. That's, yeah, yeah, that's the problem. See, if we lived in London. Yeah. If we lived in London, sure. If we lived in London, everything imagine, would be so good. Imagine all the stuff we could do if we lived in London. We could see our friends more than twice Can a year. Can you imagine? And, like, <laughs> we might. We could save up, and then at the end of the year we could afford to go to a pub. <laughs> Um, <laughs> right, <laughs> Carl, aka Dumb Paramecium, says, "Now that he's re-emerged, can we get the brilliant No Chorus, aka Sean McTiernan, back on soon, please?" McTiernan, uh, McTiernan, um, probably, if he wants. Yeah, I, I, mean, suppose, I suppose it would have him come on and yeah. spout his funny words. <laughs> um, I don't know. I think, he, I think he seems to be under the impression that like a lot of the people listening to the show don't appreciate him coming on just because. Like he's um, like when we did the the year end show, there was a few remarks on Rulemuck and stuff. Apparently, everyone thinks he's um, like comes across as like really sort of miserable. <laughs> <laughs> uh, comes across as like really sort of intellectually superior and stuff. Whereas like I, 
I, I don't get that. I, mean, I don't know if you saw, like, he, so he did this Ask FM thing, and like a lot of people seem to think that like we had beef with him, and we. <laughs> Um, I think and, and on, on, uh, McTiernan mm. introducing himself as Blobby Sands. <laughs> <laughs> That's probably the funniest moment on the podcast to date. Yeah, no, um, <laughs> yeah, I would agree with that. Um, no, I don't know. Like, I think, like, okay, so I guess he is. Uh, to some people, he comes across quite abrasive, and to us sometimes. Um, but that's just him. Like, I don't, we've never like legitimately fallen out with him. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, though he's Shut he's up, always Sean. stick to the script. Sorry, yeah, we hate uh, that McTiernan. Yeah, we do. Um, <laughs> Worst. Like, I, I know we're going to have him on again at some point. Yes. Uh, I mean, he announced his retirement from podcasting, and then has since announced that he's starting a new podcast. So fuck him. We can come back on the show. Um, Carl that also, works. it's kayfabe. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> Uh, Carlin also goes on to ask what is the Daily Mail of video games I believe that's the Daily Mail the Daily Mail yeah, yeah. <laughs> it involves itself I'm not in sure the affairs the, of video I'm games I'm not sure what the Daily Mail of video games would kind of imply because it's no. like like the Daily Mail's relationship with video games is that it just like there's a load of like random accusations and stuff. Did you see that thing? Well, exactly. Like, uh, um, that teacher who got stabbed, and then oh yeah, the oh, yeah. Mail, they sort of did a the profile. Kid, the kid played Dark Souls. Of the kid who stabbed her, and it yeah. said, "Oh yeah, he's, people said he was always sort of really miserable and stuff when he mm. listened to heavy metal, <laughs> and he played Dark Souls." Yeah, and I'm like, but. Like, granted, he was. I think Dark Souls is Dark Souls an 18. Pretty sure it's an 18, right? Uh, no, I don't think it is. Okay, maybe 12 or something. No way. Because really? it's not like. Don't you touch a boob at some point? No. Okay, so just, <laughs> they're just in comics. <laughs> so that's just fanfic. You're okay, of. it's what's um, her name? You know the Gwyneth. Spoilers, but yeah, Gwyneth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Anyway, um, <laughs> where was I? Um, that's, it does happen. It's not canon. Yeah, I'm not sure. Um, but I'm um, like, like Dark Souls is one of the best games to come out. Yeah, in this console generation, mm-hmm. and I mean there are issues about age ratings and things like this or whether you should have been playing it but like mm. uh, surely like the fact that he's played Dark Souls just shows that he's got good taste in games yeah and that's pretty, pretty much, much yeah <laughs> shrug <laughs> you know uh, and whatever and plus he... like that, yeah like oh you know he was always miserable and really talked about it yeah welcome to being a fucking teenager <laughs> yeah, because... <laughs> I kind of read the profile and I was like, yeah, that sounds a lot like me. me. Yeah. Except for the, up to the point where he stabbed someone, I never actually yeah. got around to doing that. that but was the, that's the, the turning like, point, isn't it? But <laughs> um, yeah, Daily Mail. I mean, I suppose if we were less intelligent, we all Daily Mail of video games is those people on Twitter who are always getting angry about things. But um, that's, not, that's not this show. Because we know better than that. <laughs> um, no, yeah. The Daily Mail video games is the Daily Mail. It's the Daily Mail, basically. Yeah. Um, Can you think of a game that sort of gets reactionary in those sorts of wild accusations of things for no reason? No, not really. I mean, like, okay, so maybe I suppose the most Daily Mail video games you need to need a game that's incredibly right wing, which a lot of them are. So, like, pick a first person shooter, I guess. Um, <laughs> yeah, beyond that. What's the most right-wing first-person shooter you can think of? The most right-wing first-person shooter? Um, oh, I don't know. Exactly. Like one that actually... I mean, obviously, yeah, we're sort of... We're using right-wing quite loosely in that we're talking about games that have a military in that is fighting people um, for little reason. Um, but, like, actual sort of right-wing ideals and politics. Nah. 
I guess like depending on where you go down, you could say Mass Effect, but that's kind of part of the thing. Yeah. You can role play. A, yeah. You can role play like an intense space racist. Yeah. In Mass Effect. <laughs> but that's not what the game is about. But there are, but there are, are any can, games that like encourage you to be right yeah, wing and there's to be nothing, like fuck the little guy. I'm looking after. I'm struggling to think of a game that sort of takes a particularly strong. Except for yeah. maybe there's one. What was that? The, yeah, that fellow who did Earthworm Jim who turned out to be like some mad. Oh racist. yeah, well yeah, uh, Doctor Naple. We didn't did do he, Earthworm Jim as such. He did yeah, the, the art and the concept. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. didn't he? I didn't. Didn't he made some other game? Didn't he? Or was that what the Kickstarter was about? Uh, maybe he did some Kickstarter recently. He had some game with a lot of like yeah, yeah, plasticine yeah. models and stuff. It's like it. sort of a well spiritual successor to the Neverhood. Yeah, or, or Skull Monkeys, whichever one came last. But I did wonder whether that was. Oh, maybe well, I, oh, was it the content of the like game itself that might have upset people? I think it's just his involvement. A game like that yeah. seems like. I mean, I don't know much about the game, but no. a game like that seems like the best kind of contender yeah. for a game that's got like really intense right wing. Yeah, Pot, like ideals at its heart. Yeah. Given that it's you know, given that we're not going to see any games made by the Ultimate Warrior anymore, that's <laughs> your next best hope. <laughs> there was always a chance that there was always a chance that Warrior was going to come out with like a Twine game <laughs> about how to fix America, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> you know, return to base values, return to the free market. Yeah, cool. <laughs> right. That is the end. well. That is the end of the questions. As my phone has chosen to load them. Um, so and I think we've been talking for about like, nearly two hours. So that's probably fine. Um, right. Thanks for listening. I guess. Um, I hope this recording's works and doesn't we've sound got like crap. More questions. We've got. Oh, have we? Oh, okay. Oh, carry, carry on. Okay. Then. We've got um, dumb paramecium masks. Yeah. Dull jam? Question mark. And the answer is yes. Yes, uh, we did. Yeah, that was in we, did, we did another one. We'll do another one we'll next do another January. One. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so a renegade six killer asks, "Have you chosen a pub that serves Fentiman's cola?" Again, yes. yes. Uh, <laughs> which was it? Gavler two five zero five. Mm-hmm. So Gavin. Uh, which video game character would be the most considerate lover, and which one would treat you like a wush rag? <laughs> what? I assume that is. A rag for doing your wanks into. Um, Sean, we're in pub. Sorry. Um, so who'd be the most considerate? The most considerate lover. I don't know. Solid Snake. Probably Solid Snake. No, Sol- I don't know. Like he. Mm. Big Boss wouldn't. Big Boss would. Big Boss is kind of a joke. We know yeah, this. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But Solid Snake. Yeah. 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 Okay. Which I mean, he's, to be fair, Solid Snake is the answer to most. Yeah, which one would be the most considerate Christmas. lover? Solid Snake. Which one would treat you the worst? Liquid Snake. Okay. Maybe Solidus. Yeah. You wouldn't really. I don't know. No, Solidus would probably be all right. Yeah. Like he'd scheme against you, but he would. He'd be pleasant. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. He'd be affable yeah. towards you and be... to your face. <laughs> Liquid Snake would just like he would yeah, throw you like out of bed and off the top of the tank. <laughs> Basically. <laughs> Uh, Philwall asks uh, Piss Town question mark and the answer is yes, yes. again uh, that's, uh, I've, I've uh, specifically come to Cheshire <laughs> to ensure that sure finally fucking play. Piss Town stuff gets done um, Hands in the Jam asks uh, which video games character has the nicest smell um, which video games character has the nicest smell well, I don't know I don't know good one Who'd smell the nicest? Have to be, I mean, because most video game characters do a lot of physical activity, so they probably all smell pretty bad. 
Um, I can't think who. Oh, he smells nice. Look like Gracie from Animal Crossing. Yeah. I might, well, no, they're all animals. They'll have a bit of a sort of funk about them. They're a musk. Yeah, but. Like. No, yeah, but Gracie's very like. Gracie's very well groomed. She's a dog. I suppose. Yeah. So I suppose being a, like she, anthropomorphized. Right. She is yeah. a giraffe. Oh, is she? Oh, okay, I'm confused. Secondly, in the Japanese version, she is actually a guy. Oh. And that's kind of, it's a thing. In the Japanese version, Gracie Mm. is like a really camp interior decorator. Right. Whereas in the Western version, they've just turned him into a woman. Interesting. Um, Um, But also, Gracie has a really long neck, which means it's going to be spraying on like a lot of... A lot of cologne. A lot of cologne, yeah. Yeah. Uh, And I suppose being anthropomorphized animals, they will actually they'll go. Well, I mean, there's a salon, isn't there? You so, definitely have like baths yeah. and showers and stuff yeah, in Animal yeah, Crossing. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Of course. Okay. Uh, okay. Hands in the jam again. When Sonic dies, he falls off the lower screen. As a child, I thought this meant Sonic has gone to hell. <laughs> Was I right? Well, the Sonic games did go to hell. Yeah. So and continue to do so on a regular basis. So. Um, so yeah, yeah, spot on. Basically, yes. That's that's the kind of fail state. I guess yeah. you know, Sonic the Hedgehog is the tale of one young hedgehog's redemption. Yeah, I guess. <laughs> if he fails, he, yeah, he gets dragged back down to the, the underworld. Makes sense. Uh, and one more from Hands in the Jam. Are you guys planning anything for Eurogamer? Yes, I don't yes. know what it is. Uh, I don't a bunch think of things. Either, no, point. we don't really. Um, the answer is yes, <laughs> but Sean and Andy, and to a lesser extent myself, need to hash out what that's going to be, and yeah. then we need to cross our fingers and hope that it actually happens. Yeah, I mean, there will be at least one sort of tournament. Um, obviously, I have to defend my Mountain Friends crown. Well, crotch, as it this may be. This is tricky, because mm. I wasn't sure if we were going to have another one this year. Well, this, yeah, I mean, this is the thing. Like, we sort of we did it, and we were like, oh man, that was amazing, we should do that again next year. And now it's kind of like, yeah, but there's other games. You can't jump in the um, same river twice, okay? That's, that's <laughs> point one I'm going to make. Okay. Secondly, like, I don't think we should commit to playing Mount Your Friends every year. No. And I think it's better to cut it off after one year yeah. than to do it for, like, three years. Yeah. I think it's better to pick a new, like, up-and-coming... Well, this is the ...independently thing. developed eSport. You see, I absolutely want to do something to do with Gang Beasts. Yeah. Which seems perfect for the sort of event we've run in the past. Um, so yeah, I mean, you know, there was talk of just doing like three nights, just doing like one gang beasts, one uh, Mountain friends, and then and then the, the, you know the meet proper. Um, we don't know. Uh, it depends how many how many nights we can have loading bar for or whatever, uh, wherever we end up doing it. Um, There'll be something on because I know like some people, uh, God bless them, have been saying they're holding off on buying their tickets until they know which night we're doing something on. Um, I think it's pretty definite. I don't know. I almost. I think Andy said what did he? Well, I think uh, basically we just want to make sure it clashes. I'm pretty the, sure um, that the night has been settled on. I'm pretty sure that. <laughs> okay. I'm only. I mean, from what I've recalled from sort of Twitter cross talk. Yeah, yeah. I'm sure there's like one day that Andy managed to get a ticket for for Eurogamer. And that was well, we, yeah. I mean, we're definitely there. Sort of, I think I'm arriving Wednesday evening and then I'm there. Yeah, until I think it was Sunday. Thursday was the day. Okay, but I'm Honestly. not sure. I'm not sure though, so I wouldn't yeah. want to commit to that. Yeah. There'll, there'll be things on most evenings, I would have thought. And like, even if there isn't a thing on, like, we'll be around. So, if you, just give us a shout. We'll hang out and play 3DS games in a pub. Yeah. <laughs> I just this did a thumbs was, up. Oh, man, I was see gonna. It. Oh, see, there's. It's gone that topic of like. Hmm. Things about the podcast that we could improve, right? 
and like ways that we've kind of deviated away from what we were working on at the end of the Dark Zero days and yeah, stuff yeah. like this. Uh, I was going to make a really funny joke about how like about how a lot of podcasts just try and come across as being a couple of guys chatting in a pub, and there is nothing <laughs> more fundamentally worthless than just listening in on a conversation where two guys talk about video games in a pub. Like you know, not naming any names, just you know, a lot of podcasts out there, a lot of independently produced podcasts where it's just like, oh yeah, let's let's have a conversation about what's in the news this week and stuff. And I'm like, we should be we should have some guests. But with on. just a dash of humour. Yeah. <laughs> just yeah, bants. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um Prants. Podcast bants. <laughs> pants. <laughs> <laughs> what is the next question on, on the more up to date tweet deck? The more yeah. It's just funny because it's a much older phone. Some might say better. Um, <laughs> B. Galansky writes Which Dark Souls characters would have the most compelling six man tag with WWE's The Shield? But this is an Andy right, question. This is definitely an Andy question, you see. <laughs> we'll and, save uh, that. I think, this is, I think this is from the second wave of questions, maybe, when I didn't mention that it was just the two of us on the Oh, okay. So now but we're getting stuff about I don't, wrestling. And I would struggle drugs. to even name six Dark Souls characters. I would struggle to name whatever he wanted from the wrestling side of things, so. I Never mind. I think that's less important as far as it goes, <laughs> but. Um, yeah, just... But, I mean, it's not... I mean, basically, the bosses. Yeah. Would that be compelling? Would that be a compelling viewing to watch, like, Solaire? I mean, like, um, like Ornstein and Smaug <laughs> and the Four Kings versus some people in real life. Well, you can't just have the Four Kings. That doesn't sound compelling. That's that's just sounds, why not? It's four of them. Surely it'd just be one of the Four Kings. Surely the Four Kings are, like... The, by They're far, already... A, a, they are, yeah, by far, okay. the most natural choice for a tag match. <laughs> They're okay. a factional already, you know? Yeah, They're okay. a stable. Yeah. But... But the fight has to actually, yeah, that's the thing. Like, it's, I guess if it's a tag match, they are at least wrestling, so they're not just going to chop them in half. Yeah, I guess. But like, <laughs> I don't know. It's difficult. I mean, it's, it is. Maybe the answer would be like people like Solaire and yeah, Solaire. What's his name? Uh, Sigmaier. Uh, yeah, is it Sigmaier? Yeah, Sigmaier Katarina. Sigmaier Katarina. Yeah, guys like that who aren't going to be like throwing fireballs around. And, like, yeah, yeah, not necessarily the casting people's ones, souls into the abyss because yeah, that's yeah. not like because that's. You know, good on them, they would win. Yeah. But that's not how you make a compelling wrestling match. Yeah. Basically. Of course. And of course, you could have Artorius and you could do like an amazing heel turn as he falls to darkness during the course of his career. Spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> no, when you, when you fight him in the game, he's already okay. dark and you just sort of read a few things about how he used to be in the game. So yeah, heel turn. Minute. Five zero seven two. Mm-hmm. How are you supposed to? I guess that's just a sort of string of numbers to show that other people have called themselves minute, but like minute five thousand and seventy-two. Yeah, what personal relevance does that know. number have? Please tell us if you're listening, Mister Minute. Um, real name Stuart. According to this, okay. according to the internet. Okay. Uh, it's got a little verified tick next to it. Definitely called Stuart. <laughs> um, just got the Wind Waker Wii U bundle, and the gamepad is a thing of beauty. What is your favourite looking console or peripheral? What is your favourite looking console or peripheral? Oh, uh, favourite looking console. Favourite looking. Uh, they are mostly pretty ugly. Um, and like, if you GameCube, uh, I think the GameCube. 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 Which colour GameCube is your favourite? I quite like the Spice Orange. You see, I owned the black one, which I liked, but I was always secretly jealous of the Spice Orange. Yeah, I'd say, yeah, I had the black yeah. one, but yeah, yeah. I... Spice Orange Spice GameCube. Spice Orange is a good... Yeah. There's a site called, like, consolecolors.com or something right. like that, um, which is just, like, a sort of photo database of okay. limited edition console colours. Right. And the... Basically, there's like this, like two or three dozen different GameCube colours. Mm-hmm. 
and it's going to be one of them. The GameCube yeah. is just a beautiful console. Yeah, it's a it's box that it's plays. A it's a box that contains magical worlds. <laughs> Literally, that's all it is. And like people, it's got that carrying handle on the back, and everyone's yeah. like, "Oh, that's so stupid." And it's not because have you ever carried one? <laughs> it's, it's perfect. It's amazing. It's um, yeah, it's the GameCube. Easily. Yeah. yeah. Um, Nothing's beaten the feel of the GameCube power button as well. Mm, beautiful. With that soft click at the end. Just should go in a museum, that tactile sensation. <laughs> <laughs> so, Stuart again. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've completed Spirit Tracks, but I've never played Ocarina of Time. Am I a bad person? And the answer is no, because they're both children's computer games. <laughs> and you're not morally obliged to play, <laughs> to play through any of them. single one of them, yeah. So, you know, you've done all right. Yeah, don't worry. It's all right. You, you know, I mean, the real question is like, I've like, are you nice to people around you? Yeah, do that's you, more important. Do you kick animals <laughs> in the street as you walk around? That's, if you kick dogs as you walk down the street, you're probably a bad person. Yeah, that makes you a bad person. You'd not like, having played it. If you kill, like, throw squirrels in a toaster, uh, if you blend frogs, yeah, that makes you a bad person. If yeah. but like not playing Ocarina of Time, um, pretty low down on the list. I mean, for for one thing, it's not even the best seller. <laughs> <laughs> but, but, um, no, I think I don't see. I, I'm, I've been really reluctant to talk about Zelda games too much on this podcast because yeah. I have just had two and a half hours of Zelda chat on the previous episode. Yeah, like I don't think Ocarina of Time has aged all that well. No, I mean that's um, my my issue with it. But I just get shouted out whenever that's I like say that. Point so. one, like yeah, like it's like at its time it's great. Mm. And like running, you know, you sort of look at it as like how well it runs on the hardware. It's great, and mm-hmm. it's an all right story. Mm-hmm. The thing is, I mean, the thing that really gets me on that is, um, like, like when I played the Twilight Princess, mm-hmm. I just found a lot of it like it's beautiful, and it's mm-hmm. you know, it's the sequel to Ocarina of Time that everyone apparently wanted, and right. all this kind of business. Mm-hmm. The whole of Twilight Princess, I, I mean. The actual Twilight stuff and the Shadow World things yeah. are all sort of very Ghibli-esque and stuff. Right. And that's already lovely and it's really mm-hmm. nice. But like all the sort of the normal kind of Zelda stuff is just like a sort of reheated rehash of all previous Zeldas. Right. And every time you fight a boss, it's like, mm-hmm. oh, it's that boss that I fought in like Link's Awakening. Oh, it's right. that boss from yeah. like Link to the Past. Mm-hmm. This is that dungeon from Ocarina of Time mm-hmm. done again. Mm-hmm. Things like this. And like it feels like a kind of concentrated best of Zelda right. for the benefit of people who haven't played previous Zelda games much okay because we sold a million units and like the GameCube and yeah, the N64 yeah, yeah. didn't do so well yeah so they're kind of like well okay it's kind of a break I guess yeah but like speaking as someone who's played and finished most Zelda games mm-hmm. when I like the stuff that I want in a new Zelda game is the kind of stuff that's in Majora's Mask mm-hmm. where it's like like because of all these issues they went into on the podcast last week or mm. last month or whatever mm-hmm. but how they were sort of reusing a load of assets from Ocarina of Time and doing it all really yeah, yeah. quickly and stuff mm. because they were literally taking bits of old Zelda games mm-hmm. and then reusing them in strange ways yeah. makes it by far the, the top game for me as someone right. who has played a lot of Zelda games mm-hmm. and wants to play something that's a bit like a Zelda game but a bit weird mm-hmm. a bit different mm-hmm. because that's that's the one where you like, was it you? You know, you get some item, you give it to a woman who gives you a love letter and asks you to deliver it to someone. And then you walk into the next room and give it to this hand reaching out of a toilet, where a guy's going, "I need paper, I need paper, quick!" And you, you take this love letter and give it to the guy, and then he gives you a heart piece. Wow! <laughs> like, and it's like, uh, like it's it's just full of 
just ridiculous things like that and mm. sort of weird moments and especially like especially coming to it as like after you've played Ocarina of Time mm. and you see how like um, the, the two sisters who run the, the milk farm in Majora's Mask right. are the young and old character models mm -hmm. for Malon or Talon whoever right. it was at Lon Lon Ranch Okay. So like it's it's her younger self, like in in Ocarina of Time, it's her younger self and her older self. Right. And then in Majora's Mask, the same models are used to represent an older sister and a younger sister. Okay. And stuff like this. Yeah. And like yeah, yeah. there's something about like seeing all these familiar faces recast mm. in mm -hmm. slightly different positions. Yeah. That gives it this kind of David Lynch kind of feel. Right. You know what I mean? Which is <laughs> I'm kind of I'm reaching a little bit now, but like. <laughs> Majora's Mask is just a brilliant game for people who play Zelda, yeah. uh, and it's not a good entry point to the series no. for the same reason because mm -hmm. it kind of relies on some kind of knowledge of why everything in it is so weird yeah. to really sort of appreciate it. I think, mm -hmm. um, yeah, Ocarina of Time is all right. It's you know, a good game. <laughs> it's not, not a bad game. No, <laughs> but it's not the best. But it's like it's kind of. <laughs> Yeah, young boy sort of does some dungeons, gets a sword, does more dungeons, rescues the princess. Yeah, I just, it's just like it's too similar to the plot of Link to the Past. Yeah, sort of in terms of structure for me. I was yeah. like, it's good, but it's like I played that game years ago. Mm -hmm. What's next? Thank God I've stopped talking. <laughs> <laughs> Gambler Two Five Hundred Five returns with the free game with Mario Kart being announced. Should I get Monster Hunter Three or Wonderful One Hundred One? I put three hours on the Monster Hunter. No, I put ten hours on the Monster Hunter on three days, but swapped it. Right. Like, if you've already played Monster Hunter and you don't enjoy it, I probably wouldn't recommend getting it again. Yeah, like, don't force yourself. Like, it's not a game um, for everyone. No. And but uh, then neither's Wonderful 101. If you, I mean, if you like, like your no, I've already played the demo. Still. I own the Wonderful 101, but I still okay. not actually got around to playing it because I've been right. too busy doing stuff, mostly being <laughs> in other countries. Um, yeah, I mean, if you like your platinum games, Wonderful 101 is one of those. So, is it, consider like, that. Is it? It's interesting. How it's would different. you rank it amongst the other? So like Bayonetta, Vanquish, Revengeance. Um, still not played Revengeance. Okay. Terribly. I've got it. But I've got Chris. See, of, them, got like, of them all, I yeah. would say like my ranking at the minute would be like Bayonetta, then Revengeance, then Vanquish. Okay. And this is this is like an incredibly tedious conversation because it's like ten. It's like. <laughs> A small number of games yeah. that are all like grade A, ten out of ten games, and yeah. then sort of nitpicking over. And then, which yeah, one. I'm pretty yeah, sure. Yeah. I'm pretty sure Andy would say uh, Vanquish is probably his favourite. I think he probably would. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Andy didn't say that, but let's assume that he let's would. Let's just assume what he would say. Uh, in a <laughs> go one step beyond. Um, you soon mi you we'll missed out. <laughs> pretty soon, we'll have everything we need to just write in like a, an, like an <laughs> Andy rhythm. <laughs> A little bit of computer software that can just predict what Andy would say, and then we can just fire that off. Yeah, that'll, that'll work. And then we'll, we'll make his, a... Then we'll let him go and do his wrestling podcast. Yeah, we'll do a Twitter account, AndyHero.text. Yeah. Uh, or AndyHero.text. Andy e yeah, yeah. Yeah. Um, you fucking what? Was what? I, what was I going to say? Every couple of hours. <laughs> um, you forgot Mad World and Anarchy Reigns in that list of oh, yeah. games. Well, unfortunately, oh, they are definitely at the bottom. Yeah, they're um, not. Despite still being excellent. I just, um, I, I, right, I bought, I pre-ordered my copy of Anarchy Reigns when it came out right. long ago. Yeah. Um, I didn't play it for like a year and a half, mm -hmm. and then by the time I did play it, mm -hmm. uh, it was then 
I took it into work and I was like, yeah, I love Thanic Reigns. It's like a fun beat em up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, fighting stuff. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Everyone at work just played Tekken all the time and I kept trying to get them to play Street Fighter and things instead. <laughs> Nobody got on. Yeah. But like Anarchy Reigns, it's a bit like Power Stone. Yeah. It'll be nice, you know, with something, it's like a brawler, it's something everyone yeah, yeah, is yeah, going to yeah. get stuck in. Yeah. Um, and then I find out that it's online multiplayer only. Yeah. And you can't do online. Well, that sucks. Yeah. Especially because presumably no one's playing it online. Yeah, either. like a. I've, I don't think I've. I think I've only tried it once, and mm -hmm. it, I've played like a single player game for about half an hour, and then just stopped. Single like, player is pretty shrug. Because I've got the Xbox 360 version, I don't have gold, so I can't play online anymore. Ah, oh, wicked. And I'm like, Xbox, Microsoft. <laughs> what was it? Yeah. Um, Wonderful 101. Where does it slip into that? I don't know. It's the, it's the a monster hunter Wonderful 101. Odd. Um, I would probably. Like, it's it, very good. And very funny. Yeah. It's the other about those free games. Mm. Um, yeah. What else is in there? We play is good. Right. We play is a game that I played a couple of times. Uh, yeah. Like the, like the we play on the Wii yeah. was all right. It was quite nice. It was just a selection yeah. of mini games. Uh, we play you has like a sort of Mario Party type thing. This is a conversation mm -hmm. that Sean and I have had. It's fine. I'm about just going to pretend ago, I'm but hearing it for the first time. Reiterating it. Yeah. yeah. Uh, we play you is has like a load of Mario Party style meta games linking with mini games. No, seriously. <laughs> <laughs> get up. Get back on the chair, Sean. <laughs> Need a hand? I'll help you up. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, it's like it's a lot better than I was expecting. Yeah. Uh, I suppose it might be a bit different if because I mean, so I mean, I bought the physical copy of Wii Play and it came with a Motion Plus Wii Mote. Yeah. And maybe it's a different experience if you don't like if you don't already have a Wii Mote and things like that, then it might yeah, suck. Yeah, yeah. I suppose. Yeah. But if you've got a load of peripherals already, Which if you've got like your full stuff, well, yeah, some people some people didn't have a Wii, Sean. Some, most people had a Wii and then traded it in because it's also true. Dumb. Blame Nintendo. Yeah, yeah, sure. Sort of. Um, what was the question? <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, the games in that promotion. Monster Hunter Three or Wonderful One Hundred One. Yeah. Uh, if you've already tried Monster and you didn't get on with it, that, that's an opinion you're allowed to have. Um, yeah, that's as fine. long as you like the Wonderful One Hundred One instead. I would try. So <laughs> I would certainly. There's a demo of the Wonderful One Hundred One. There so is. There's Play no. That. There's no reason not to try that. Yeah. Um, Wii Party is also all right. Um, yeah. There's Wind Waker HD. Not on your list, you know. Maybe you've already got it or something. I don't mm -hmm. know. Mm -hmm. Maybe you hate Zelda. That's fair enough too. But um, that's also worthwhile. Yeah. Uh, Super Mario World U, whatever. No, oh, yeah, Mario Brothers U. Is it? Is it? I'm not sure. Was it 3D World or is it Mario Brothers U? I don't know. Is it 2D or 3D? If it's, if it's 3D World, then that's pretty good. If it's New yeah. Super Mario Brothers U, then that's it's still very good, but not as. Good it's as all right. Like I mean, I've got it, but it's it's a, it's kind of. It's not Super Mario World. Yeah. <laughs> I kind of, you know, sometimes I go back and play Super Mario World and I'm like, yep. <laughs> <laughs> I play the new ones and I'm like, shrug, you know. It's just, it's like shell physics, you know? Mm -hmm. Like not being able to throw a shell upwards is one of the weirdest things. <laughs> it's such a small thing. Yeah. But like the difference that being able to punt a shell up yeah. instead of across yeah, yeah, yeah. transforms the game. Yeah. Next. Um, yeah, basically play some things, play the demos and see which one you like the most, and then consider yeah. doing that instead yeah. of just don't listen to us. To, yeah. yeah, we're not uh, sort of that qualified to. They're both good games, you know. Yeah, is what it comes down to. Hmm. Um, would it be possible to get the guy who did the Mario Kart 8 direct to come on the show? His voice gives me ASMR. <laughs> Some uh, digifolio there. Okay. So, um, Sadly, not. I don't think that's ever going to be possible. Well, what you could do is if you want an ASMR in. episode. But I'll if you do want that. to, um, you could edit in a small right. Like if you are going to edit this properly, yeah, you could splice in a section of him talking at yeah. this point. 
Yeah, I guess. For the benefit of listeners who didn't actually watch the thing. Or you could not bother. Yeah, that's another option that we always have. Which I'll probably go for. Let's, uh... It's like, <laughs> we, won't, we won't find out what the answer to this question is until the episode actually comes out. But yeah. you're going to do it. Do it now. Okay. <laughs> Robotic Monkey says Will Sean be doing another intro song The Zelda intro was a belter The answer is oh, no, okay. you haven't Well I might do You might do one in the future yeah, that's, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, that's not a question for us uh, da, 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 da. Right, uh, Techie Rob uh, Which cutesy video game character would be the most genuinely terrifying If they existed in real life We were talking about this earlier I think it could mm. be Wario yeah, because he's but he's not really cute, is he? He's already pretty. He's sinister. pretty cute. He's Wario's <laughs> a cutie. I, I think I think Waluigi probably edges it. To be honest, maybe. But yeah. I don't think Waluigi's Waluigi's. I don't know. I don't think he's. Just, he you do, we, we don't know enough about Waluigi to really comprehend. He looks more like genuinely life. evil. He like with Wario, he's kind of like Wario's not necessarily evil. He's just greedy. Whereas I think but Waluigi he, he, looks like a genuine criminal. Waluigi comes across as like a follower rather than a leader and if he was mm. real on his yeah, own he's a bit of a lackey I guess he would just be kind of like looking you'd be joining someone else's group and then sort of doing <laughs> things with them or something like this you know yeah I guess so um, but Wario just kind of makes his own agenda and yes. I don't like yeah he's he's, he's, he's all the chaos. things that Mario isn't yeah, yeah that's what I mean like he's yeah. it's not like he's just greedy but he's yeah. out to ruin people's days okay and I feel like if, if Wario was real yeah like he would be well I mean just look at what he does in the Mushroom Kingdom where it's like one day he's like blowing up castles and kidnapping people and committing these acts of like wild terrorism yeah and then the next day he's like entering into a tennis tournament <laughs> and then just like shouting <laughs> abuse, unpredictable shouting abuse as an opponent <laughs> during the match in order to <laughs> try and get a head up there's a thing Mario Golf yeah. like Mario Golf has been going doing the rounds a lot lately because there's yeah. a new one coming out yeah and a lot of people are very really sort of sceptical about Mario Golf and like Mario Golf is genuinely why, yeah. one of the it's just brilliant it's one yeah. of the best golf games ever made yeah and like consistently ever since the game Boy Color. They've mm. been. I mean, yeah. I mean, like golf came out on the Game Boy ages ago. But yeah. Like, the Mario Golf games are mm. always fantastic. Yeah. Uh, and it had one of the best on the GameCube. He used to be able to do taunts right during the match by pushing. I think it was it was like the D pad or the C stick mm. or something during while you or your opponent was lining up a shot. Right. And Wario had this amazing soundbite where he would go, "Good luck to me." <laughs> <laughs> Which sums him up. He leads you, you one know, way. He's like, oh yeah, good snatches luck. it back. Good luck to me. If Wario was real, like the world would be in trouble. Like yeah. we would, we would all be on fire and getting beat out of tennis. They'd be like Wario would be Wario would be the guy who writes some software code to just post abuse on everyone in the world's YouTube channels. Yeah, and stuff like this, and just yeah, he'd love that. He would like he would be in charge of like Russian botnets and things like this. He would like (laughs) he would personally take that stuff over. Like like in Mario, where you know that he's like he's willing to learn how to program video games. Yeah. Just for the sake of short-term profit. So yeah, so spyware you know, and stuff isn't that far. Jesus, yeah. like he's, he's a monster. <laughs> right, what's next? Um, Rory Spencer, aka Cuckoo Glider, mm-hmm. uh, asks: Would you rather have pieces for ears or a nose for an anus? Well, the um, thing is, I think we've we've had this a similar discussion before, where the crucial thing about the nose and anus or the penises is do they still retain the function of what they've replaced so do you, st- do you have to hear through the penises and do you have to poo through the nose it's crucial 
because I think if it's if you see with, right. with, an, with an anus nose you can just hide it whereas penis is there's no hiding that at all I think anus nose you could probably get away with yeah probably unless you, you had to poo throw it in which case it would be really upsetting kind of because you'd, I mean, you'd both yeah, smell it and it just wouldn't even fit but would it function the... as a nose and an anus or would it just function as an anus shaped like I don't know nose? does that have to be on nose would it just be like? Anus? would it just be like when you have like one of those like vestigial tail type things <laughs> you know what I mean yeah Kind of like that, but it's like some it sort of harks back to some weird, yeah, like lizard mutation <laughs> where you happen to have a nose-shaped anal cavity. Yeah, uh, I'm gonna go with penises. Why not? I will go for nose anus. Oh, there you go then. There you go. We're not tomato. Ex- we're tomato. not. <laughs> God, twenty-something-year-old white males aren't exactly alike. Yeah, <laughs> that's what we've learned from this. Imagine. Question. <laughs> um, Chris Steele, aka CJ Steele. Mm-hmm. That's like C C double yeah. E J J A I. So different okay. from JC fighting JC. Yeah. Anyway, uh, CJ Steele writes in saying, um, "Gwendolyn Guinevere Solaire, fuck Mary Kill." Oh, I hate these questions. I'm really bad at them. I don't even know. I mean, I'd, other than Solaire. Wait, who? What were the options? Sorry, Gwen- Gwendolyn Guinevere and Solaire. Um, I, the only one I'm particularly familiar with is Solaire, and. Mary Solaire. You can't. I was going to say uh, Mary Solaire. Kill Gwendolyn. Um, is she one of the Covenant ones, or is that the other so, one? No, Gwendolyn's actually a guy, um, oh, okay. but was born under uh, the auspice of the moon, which meant that he must be a girl, even though he's actually a guy. So okay. he, he was raised as a woman. Difficult. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, whatever. Next question. Uh, this one, right. What is the largest animal you could kill with your bare hands in a squash court? Andy will go bigger than Sean, guaranteed. And he's not here. I feel like he's kind well, of. Well, let's go. Let's run with that assumption. With this, um, I feel like with a question like this, just as a bit of sort of question feedback mm-hmm. critique for the listeners. Like we've had a lot of stuff like this. Like and, but he's. I think he's kind of shot his load a bit by saying Andy will go bigger than Sean guaranteed because whoever's reading the question, unless it's unless Andy is the only person reading the question, even yeah. then, like, let's assume what Andy would do more. <laughs> so, Andy told me yesterday. <laughs> like, <laughs> <laughs> but like by including stuff like that at the end of the question that's obviously yeah. going to be read at the same time as the question that's yeah. going to influence the results so yeah, yeah, yeah. it's kind of it throws the whole question in disarray that's bad science it's true um, what's the largest animal you could kill with your bare hands in a squash court in a squash court no, so you kind that, of limited... to restrict the size of the animal or just oh, your bare hands <laughs> your bare hands are in a squash court right. while your feet are attached to a large gun <laughs> outside in the corridor <laughs> Um, I, th- I feel the squash court is irrelevant because I'm not going to pick an animal that's bigger than a squash. I was going to say a squash court, but the squash can... court does limit the size of the animal. To it the also the limits court. the animal's abilities. Like if you went for like a horse, the horse can't like right. charge at you, for example. I don't know. I think court. a horse in a squash court would still be a pretty. Big a ho- I would rather fight a horse in a squash court than in a field because if it's in a field, you can just run at you from miles away. And you... but you could probably you could probably kill a small whale in a cro- in a squash court. Yeah, because you can't do anything. You just have I to mean, keep if you just, punching it, if you stamped on it, <laughs> if you just kind of stamped on it a bit and then it died, would that count as a win? I don't think we should be. Answering or would that it. be like I think yeah. the field? This question has taken a sinister turn. <laughs> you feel the question what's the largest animal you could kill with your bare hands in a squash court has taken a sinister turn yes I do okay. I feel like we're just stamping on defence alright so we'll get back to video game stuff yes, uh, you walk into a room Solaire holds a pistol yeah. uh, you are told to choose either Final Fantasy 7 I'm assuming that you're going to buy FF7 uh, and Titanfall hang on what what 
So there you go. So, <laughs> Immaculate Sandwich. You are f- told to choose either FF7 plus Titanfall as the last game you ever play. See, the plus should be an or there. I, I think it should be, yeah. Uh, minor, you know, minor pedantry. Yeah. Um, would you, right, so Soler of Astora in a yeah. drastic change of character is, is going to shoot you. Okay. Um, and you have to choose either Final Fantasy VII or Titanfall as the last game you ever played. So yeah, I've played Final Fantasy VII, I've played through it like two or three times. Yeah, um, give Titanfall a go. Given the choice, I'd rather give Titanfall a go and just see what it's like. Maybe I could tweet out a quick review before I go. Yeah, why not? Six out of um, ten. <laughs> I, yeah, I've heard I Titanfall's quite good. I've not, Titanfall's very good. I'm thinking, of, well, I mean... Well, I'm not buying an Xbox, obviously. No. <laughs> obviously. Um, <laughs> I might buy the PC version, but then yeah. it's EA, so it's presumably I need... It's Origin. Origin. And yeah, I don't yeah. really want to install Origin, so I'm probably never going to play it. Which is a fair decision. Um, Origin's actually okay, it's just irritating having to install another thing like that on top of Steam. I, I just I just really don't like EA. Yeah. <laughs> well, you know? Enough. And, like, Origin yeah. itself is also kind of a faff. But yeah. just... And the fact that it's EA, just shrug. You yeah, know? yeah. Right, I really need the toilet. How many more questions have we got left? Um, I'm going to say not many. It's actually quite a few, but I'm going to say not many. Skim them. Um, is Nintendo giving away free games to Mario Kart 8 and admittance that they're in trouble? Sort of, yes. But they can't yeah. not. But that doesn't mean it's a bad thing like, for the consumer. Yeah, like there's, no, Nintendo, there's no hiding the fact that they're in trouble. If they the didn't take steps to deal with the fact that they were in trouble, they would end up in even worse trouble. So it's not yeah. like it's a sort of... It's, it's not like a sort of oh, an admission of weakness. Oh, awful. Yeah, exactly. Now everyone's going to move in and kill them. No, yeah, that's yeah, not yeah. how it works. Yeah. Why does Disco Zoo... This is Chairman Blau asks, why does Disco Zoo have me in its grasp? I don't know. What is Disco uh, Zoo? It's some, uh, some iOS game, iOS game that's it? awful, apparently. Okay, so um, that's why. Stop playing it. Play your Wayward Souls instead. Uh, Woodfella has a whole string of questions. Is there a nine-year-old out there somewhere who is as excited to acquire an Expo and as I was a GameCube? Doesn't seem likely. No, I think it is very likely. I think what's yeah, changed is that you've grown audience. up a lot. Yeah. You're older now and you've got bigger concerns on your mind and you're just not excited about it so they don't seem as exciting to you. Yeah. I, no joke, like a month ago, I was down in a park yeah. with a load of small children, uh, including my two-year-old nephew. That's my okay. excuse. I was there right. just like pushing them on a swing and things okay. and supervising one around about yeah, yeah. I overheard a conversation between some kids who looked about eight or nine years old mm-hmm. uh, one of them was trying to explain to his friends how the Xbox One was £5,000 <laughs> another one corrected Amazing. him and said no that's not true it's actually more like 400 and then I was thinking well actually if you look on Savvy Gamer you can, you can probably get it for about 300 these yeah, days yeah, yeah. But I thought maybe I shouldn't be going over and having conversations with random kids yeah. about video games maybe that's a step too far for me yeah maybe um, but I can I can confirm that there are kids who are sort of very interested in the Xbox One, uh, and no one else. <laughs> uh, Woodfellow fifteen again. F zero. They cry when they see footage of Mario Kart. Does this make it more or less likely that we'll ever see another F zero game again? We will surely um, see one at some point. I've no doubt um, that we will. Yeah. yeah. Next question. <laughs> <laughs> How long do you think it'll be before you stick your 360 slash PS3 in the loft? My 360s, it's pretty much already in the loft. There's a few games say, left on it that I haven't played yet, which yeah, I want to try and get in. I, mean, I think if I hadn't committed to playing through The Wolf Among Us on the 360 for some reason... That um, was a mistake. That was a mistake. I think the 360 would already be getting a lot less use. There's still... there's a, the, the games that I bought towards... like The last few games that I bought for my 360, mm-hmm. I still haven't played a great deal of. So, like, Dark mm-hmm. Souls, yeah. El Shaddai... Yeah. Something else that was quite good, mm-hmm. uh, and I think there was another one. <laughs> Great list, right? Um, 
And also, there's the 24-hour Mass Effect marathon. Yeah. Just to get done at some point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm kind of... I don't want to do it at my parents' house because their internet connection's terrible and I'd rather livestream the whole thing now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But then that kind of puts me in a predicament because by the time I've got a good internet connection, I probably wouldn't have my 360 with me. Yeah. So I might just... I suppose I'll just do it and record it. And just record good a 24-hour video of myself playing Mass Effect and then put on the internet dying. Yeah. Slowly dying. One man's collapse. <laughs> as he sort of... You know, as he defeats the space racist. Yeah. Um, but the, the PS3 I'll probably keep around because it plays Blu-rays. Yeah. Whereas my It'll Wii always be useful. doesn't. Yeah. Like, and it's like... I suppose, yeah, I never thought about that. PS3 is my own Blu-ray player and why would I buy a standalone one? I'm planning on... I've started like so. I mean, I've, because I've been traveling around and like living in other countries and stuff a lot. I've, yeah. The consoles I've been buying recently. This is more for the benefit of the listeners now, sure. Uh, <laughs> the consoles I've been buying recently in the last couple of years have all been American, hmm. because they're like a third cheaper. Basically, I can buy like a Wii. I bought like a Wii U and about five games and some peripherals for about the same cost as a Wii U console on its own in the UK. <laughs> Um, and it was a similar kind of story with my 3DS mm. and I'm planning on buying an American PS4 when I eventually get around to getting one probably this Christmas mm. um, but at that point my American PS4 would play American Blu-rays right? and my PS3 mm-hmm. would play UK Blu-rays Okay. and because I'm too stupid and lazy to figure <laughs> out how to get like a multi-region Blu-ray player and things like this yeah. just have a load of different devices that can play them and then just cover your bases the yeah. hard way basically the hardware way the hardware way where you just throw lots of money at the problem <laughs> <laughs> yeah that's, that's my start um, so yeah probably not for a while yeah. If you plan on keeping it out even after you get PS4 slash Xbone, well, PS4, yeah. uh, what's keeping it plugged in? Uh, Blu-rays and and games that you can't the, play yeah, on the new right, ones. That's the thing you can't All play. <laughs> you can't play PS3 games on the PS4. No. Um, well, at least you might be able to. <laughs> you're not really streaming it, but so, so you're not really going to bother having a conversation about the Xbox One. No, I play PS3 games on the PS4. <laughs> um, and there's a lot of stuff uh, like Yakuza games. Yeah, I am planning on. Uh, getting like Yakuza 5 at some point you yeah, start yeah. translated and mm-hmm. muscle through yeah, yeah. Um, and I I mean it's going to be pretty much impossible to play that on the PS4 yeah. unless you've got a Japanese PSN account I imagine yeah, like, if they add streamed PS3 streaming games I doubt mm-hmm. they'll let you play things that aren't localised into your language yeah, yeah, yeah. So, licensing issues uh, well. whereas if I've got the PS3 then I can play stuff like Yakuza mm-hmm. uh, in Japanese but yeah just do it on the disc yeah for a low price totally Miles uh six killer again yeah. Keith Sutherland or David Hayter which one do you prefer playing with I think he's trying to make a sort of penis euphemism here he probably is doing a wanking joke um but the answer is obviously David Hayter yeah as we've discussed at length yeah. on the uh, team talk thing yeah. right um, one more can die one more um Jesus Christ, there's still questions coming in. <laughs> right, the one I'm going to select is, uh, does Sean deliberately mispronounce Pokemon every single time? And the answer is yes, because he keeps doggedly <laughs> using the Japanese pronunciation, <laughs> even though he's not speaking Japanese. Yeah. Because uh, um, he thinks it But it's him... a proper noun. So does that not mean... I, I always worked on the assumption that that means the pronunciation sticks. Have you ever watched the Pokemon cartoon? Yeah. How do they say it? They say Pokemon. But I rest my case. That's the end of it. That's all there is to it. No, but as, okay. So we the official to, English. I, when did this come from? Because we, I'm sure we answered this when we had Chris on. 
Because we can't remember. Anyway, whatever. I'll just say it again, just for Owen's benefit and not the listeners. Um, just I, I heard the Japanese pronunciation first, and then like six months later, heard the cartoon. I was like, why are they saying it like that? Um, so I think it was just a case of the one I heard first stuck. Um, and it's, yeah, the cartoon has always sounded wrong to me. Fair news. So there you go. Like, but it's just yeah. It, if I was having a conversation about Pokemon in Japanese, I would call it Pokemon. Okay. Because otherwise, that'd sound like I've got idiot like wisdom. brain damage or something. <laughs> but since I'm not, I pronounce it the the correct Western way. <laughs> That's right. That's recorded by like you know. <laughs> God, I've forgotten his Doctor Johnson in the dictionary uh, of Pokemon. 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 Because um, that's correct. Yeah. Okay, I think that's all the questions I've got time to because John really needs a wee. Yeah, it's number two actually. Um, Thanks. No worries. Um, well, this is why if it was number one, I'd just say, look, I'll just leave you to it for a minute. I'll just go ahead. But if we go for I'll number two, you're going to be like, it's been just 20 minutes. What's Pokemon going on? He's been gone okay. for 20 minutes. Where is, is, he, is he all right? And right. then you'd be dragging the microphone. See, this is, why we should have had, this is why we should have had a proper break. That's true. See actually, what I mean? Yeah. Like all these, all these things, all these routines that we had all worked out. Everything, you know, the whole yeah. mechanism, the whole routine, it's all broken just down. slowly gone eroded. Not anymore. <laughs> this is it. This is year zero. We need to, you know, we're getting back on course. <laughs> right. Thanks very much for listening. Um, I don't have to thank Owen for coming on because he's part of the site anyway. Like, if it's a guest, obviously I'll have to say thank you. But you should still thank me. Nah. <laughs> nah, I'm alright. <laughs> thanks for the questions. Sorry for the ones we didn't get to answer. Um, unfortunately, I've got needs. Um, cheers. Yep. <laughs>